we not talk about family when family's all that we got everything i would do you were standing there by my side and now you're gonna be with me for the last hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 17 fast and furious 6 lap 2 i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and this episode is brought to you by walmart grocery you don't just pick up Owen Shaw like he's groceries, but at Walmart, you do. <laughs> we know you have your hands full. Work, school, soccer practice, and family obligations can quickly fill up your busy schedule. That's why they're offering free grocery pickup so you can shop Walmart's huge selection of groceries online, and they'll have them ready for you when it's convenient for you. It means less time shopping for pantry staples, organic ingredients, and fresh produce, and more time for what's important, like baking cookies with the kids. You know, that's actually... Well, shout out, first of all, shout out Walmart for sponsoring this episode. Have you tried Walmart Grocery yet? I don't know. Is it available everywhere, or is it just in cities? It's um in a lot of places. I've, I've seen it at my local Walmart. You know, I was curious about it, and they said, hey, do you happen to do a podcast about Fast and the Furious? I said, yes. And, you know, they decided to sponsor this episode, so... <laughs> it's also super timely, I think, because this week, as we're releasing this, is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Exactly. Yes, that's Also, specifically, Black Friday, where Walmart is a madhouse. And the, Which I love. I love The going. quote in the movie is about, you know, you don't pick them up like groceries, you want to catch wolves, you need wolves, let's go hunting. Yes. And I feel like that is a very apt description of people out hunting, wolves out hunting for that perfect Black Friday deal. So I think this is just like a perfect timing all around, really, truly. It's it's incredible to me sometimes how timely our sponsors are. It's like they come in like right at the right time. It's totally appropriate for many reasons. These marketing teams we're in touch with, they are on top of their game, just yes. like the filmmakers <laughs> in this movie. Uh, this is a movie. I mean, we'll talk to a, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Our guest today is Jordan Poland Clark of the Wistful Thinking Podcast, another podcast right here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. When I was trying to remember her last name, I kept thinking Jordan Peele, and like I was just I was close. Like, Rachel was like, "Who's the guest today?" I was like, "Jordan Peele," and I was like, "Well, not Jordan Peele, but Jordan." And she's like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, that's. Did you know? Did you? I don't. I didn't watch the trailer because I don't watch trailers. But the trailer this week, as we're recording for Toy Story Four, just came out. Shout out Hanks for the Memories. We'll be starting in January, me and oh, resident yeah, historian Mike Manzi. And there's two new toys in there voiced by Key and Peele. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I saw so, the thing about the cool. two new toys, but I didn't I didn't watch that. I was I was hung up on the, the Detective Pikachu um <laughs> trailer, which looks yeah. fucking awesome to me, so I'm all stuck. I've not watched it yet, I will. That's one that I will watch because I just want to see what's going on there. It's awesome. It's, uh, it's something cool. I never knew I needed, but as soon as I saw it, everybody, like all of my friend group, was just like, holy fuck. So before we go further, we have a very special announcement. Joe and I have created a Patreon page. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a way that you can support us financially and also get a little bit of extra bonus stuff in the interim. Uh, so we've got a, a couple different tiers on there that you can donate money. You can get some merch in exchange. Uh, Joe and I have plans to do some exclusive commentaries where you know, I'll go up to his house or he'll come down here and we'll just talk over them sort of director's commentary style and release them exclusively on the Patreon page. So go check out patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Too Fast Too Forever and consider donating. We already have, Joe, our first patron. That's what it, that's what they're called on Ooh. Patreon. Uh, and, and the tier that she donated to gets a verbal shout out so hopefully you want this shout out cassie wilson our first Ooh. patron thank you so much cassie getting some merch in exchange for her donation when we get the stickers made the end goal what i want is to be able to make merch for too fast too forever 
And I thought, like, the most fair way to do this is to just give you guys merch if you donate. Like, I think it's, like, more of a, a store-slash-transactionary thing than it is a donation. So. so the thing with Patreon is, and we've talked about this off-mic, is that it, it is a way that if fans want to support us, they can. Uh, because sometimes, you know, people are very generous, especially to strangers on the internet, and they they love something so much and they want to give back in a way. I'm not saying that you have to, dear listener, because these shows will always be free. We'll always do these every two weeks or whatever the frequency is. These yeah. will never go away. These will never be behind the paywall. The Patreon is just a way that we can do more of what we want, like create more episodes, advertise more on like Facebook and Twitter, reach more fans. Exactly. Uh, and also just really, you know... Make stickers, make t-shirts, make yeah, yeah. all of this cool shit. That's what... Make hoodies. I mean, hoodies are not in there, but hoodies are That's a my part of what goal. we want to do, so yeah. yeah. It's just a way that if you want to, you can. You don't have to. You certainly do not have to. But if you do, we'd be eternally grateful. And in return, you get some sweet merch. You can get some stickers. You get a t-shirt. Uh, you can get exclusive audio content. If you want more of us talking in your ears, this is a great way to do it. And, you know, it's it's just also a way to, I think what's kind of exciting is if we get a bunch of people to start donating to us, it also kind of creates like a hub, like an online hub for people who care about, you know, this show, but also Fast and Furious beyond just the Reddit of Fast and Furious, the, the R Fast and Furious or whatever. It's a way that people who write in here each week or you know, listen to the show or tweet at us or whatever can go and can interact with each other and sort of have this central community that once you become a patron, you have access to. So I think that's yeah, that'd be pretty cool. kind of cool just for fans to, you might like the show, but at the core, everybody who's listening to this likes these movies. And I think it's just another great place if you want to discuss these movies, at least especially in the frequency that we release, because you know every two weeks, in theory, we're going to be talking about these or watching these movies, and you can sort of have like a, a timeline to be talking about these if you're following along, if you're watching along at home, like resident historian Mike Manzi is. Amen. Patreon.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, if you want. Numbers? Donate. Numbers, yeah. Uh, shout out Cassie Wilson one more time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, our first segment on the show, Extracurricular Activities... You know, now that we're doing these every two weeks, they are a little bit tighter together. However, I have a fucking doozy. <laughs> I have a doozy, too, which okay. I told you about, which is crazy. What? Go ahead. You go first, then. I went to a housewarming party this past Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. To a friend, a, a girl that I'm friends with, uh, yeah. and her boyfriend were hosting this. They're friends of friends that I met at a barbecue this summer. Then I invited them to my housewarming when I bought my house because they lived nearby and they were also downtown. And I was just like, hey, just you know, stop by. Yeah, stop, they stop by, by for a little by. bit. But that's it. That's my ex- that's the extent of my friendship with these two people. I've met them a couple times, talked to them a grand total of maybe two hours. Cool. Done. Yeah. So I, I text my friend who knows them, who I met them through. And I'm like, are you going to this party? They're like, yeah, we're going to show up a little bit late because I'm doing a work thing, but I'm going to get there around six. I was like, cool. I'll make there. I'll get there around six too. Yeah. So I get there at six. I walk in the door. I see the boyfriend, the guy, his name is Todd, and he's talking to somebody. And I, I don't know the other person I don't want to interrupt, but the, the girl, Jackie, is walking toward me. And I say, hey, I just got here, whatever, whatever. And she says, hey, something fun is about to happen. Just roll with it. And I was Sick. Like, Okay. Cool. Cool. So we're and about so to all do the drugs. That sounds awesome. Room, and there are like sixty people, and like it's not a big house. Like it's a nice house, but it's not a big house. And there's like yeah. si- like it is 
packed and it's co-workers it's family from kids to like grandparents like it is like it spans the gamut and i know no one except for the couples and okay. i'm like this is weird and i just go and to you're the waiting corners, for your friend to arrive yeah, and I'm like, uh, okay, so I, I get my phone out, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm texting people or whatever, and they go to the front of the room, they go to the living room, they say, hey, we've got some news, we're engaged, and the whole crowd cheers, and I'm like, cool, like, I don't really, you know, I'm excited for them, but don't really know them, so it's whatever, yeah. and she says, but that's not it, we're also getting married right now, and I text my friend, I'm like, hurry up, they pulled the parks and rec, they're getting married right now, get here, and she says, we're six minutes away. And I was like, that's not going to be enough time. <laughs> Everybody in the room is filming, and I'm in the corner, and I'm texting you, I'm texting my sister, I'm texting my friend who's on the way there. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know why I'm here. Like, this is, like, it's cool, but it's so weird. And yeah. I barely know them, and I don't know anybody else. And it turns out that as, you know, the, the, the groom's brother was ordained online, and he married the two of them. And yeah. as they kissed and the whole room cheered my friends pulled up outside and got out of the car and heard a cheer they're like i guess that's the house and so they walked in later in the night when i when i got to sit down with the the bride and groom because like, they were sort of coming around i was with my friends yeah they were saying you know the bride jackie was saying my sister is pregnant you know she's giving birth tomorrow she couldn't be here tonight i wanted to facebook live it for her and I was trying to figure out who to give the phone to, and I almost gave it to you because she realized <laughs> I have no connection to anything. And so she realized how insane it is that I was there. But, you know, she was she, she was a good sport about it. I mean, like, they're both cool people. Like, I, I didn't mind. Like, I liked being there. I liked both of them. It was just like the third time I've ever seen these people in my life is at their wedding. Like, it's just Yeah, that you crazy. didn't know you got invited to. That's crazy. Yeah, and so I, I just think really it was really fun funny story. that, like, it was a housewarming party that became a wedding. And I was there, and so, you know, didn't have to give a wedding gift, which is great. Got Dope. pizza, some of the best wedding food I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, you know, what more to complain about? And there's nothing to complain about. It's all it's all good stuff. So You didn't have to worry about, like, getting a fucking suit or no. anything. It was awesome. She had a really nice dress on, but after the fact, she was like, it's 30 bucks on Amazon. The dude got married in flannel and jeans. Like, it was so low-key. Because, uh, awesome. you know, they just want to keep it real low-key, keep it with friends and family, and that was it. And it was just like, oh, Friends and cool. family and you. <laughs> yep, friends and family and me, exactly. But yeah, so that was my thing. Uh, I got one other little thing to go, but I know that you have a, a, a big thing that happened recently, so why don't you go go forward with that? Um, my big thing is not really exciting. I have a funny story, I guess. Last week, Rachel and I were getting a pizza, and I was carrying the pizza out of the pizza place. Was the pizza at a wedding? It was not at a wedding. Okay. It was just nor- this was non-wedding pizza. This was just... Normal pizza. Yeah, normal pizza. No surprise wedding at the house afterwards. So I'm getting this pizza, and I'm coming out of the pizza shop, and there's, like, two small steps there, but they're, like, you know, kind of short. I was holding the pizza box in front of me, and I didn't realize that there was two steps. I thought it was one. I missed a step mm-hmm. and, like, turned and landed on, like, the side of my foot and just, like, shredded the tendon in my arch of my foot. So I've been super hobbly, and my ankle right now looks nice and purple going on like some purplish greenish hues going on here i have a fun time boot i didn't break anything and i didn't hurt my ankle either it was really funny all the doctors are like very impressed that like i did nothing to my ankle just like fucked up my arch really bad and it's like very uncommon yeah you normally like dislocate your ankle or sprain it or something but like no my ankle's fine it was just the inside of my foot also i saved the pizza and i had a bag on top nothing fell nothing shifted nothing sprayed anywhere totally fine but yeah that's what I've been cool. dealing with for the past, like, week, essentially. But in a more fun thing, this 
weekend, I will be going to Ottawa to see a Penguin game. Which we will talk about on our Furious 7 episode, your little trip there, so very We absolutely exciting. will. We'll be talking about it then. Last Thursday, I recorded a podcast called I Hate Wrestling, which I don't know when that's going to come out. Sometime in the fu- indeterminate future, this guy's backlogging episodes. Uh, as a guy that I met at a Halloween party, the important th- the reason I bring it up, aside from it's a thing that I did, is because I talked about The Rock on it. And The Rock, obviously Ooh. a big part of this movie, his battles with Ken Shamrock. And we sort of watched three different yeah. clips, one ahead of time and two there, and so I sort of watched a bunch of wrestling for only like the second Just time in my fun. life, and I guess, I mean, it's that's uh, that's a description of it, not exactly my cup of tea, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dislike it, it's just, you know, I'm not hungry for more, but I enjoyed, especially watching The Rock just, you know, control the crowd, even literally 20 years ago, like this match that we watched was from like March of 98, and it's just, it's crazy, even back then, like he has no idea that in 20 years he's going to become, like, one the of Rock. the most famous people on yeah. the planet and, like, one of the most, if not the highest-paid actor in Hollywood, like, all this different stuff. But he is yeah. still a dominant physical presence, just personality-wise. And it was cool to see not really the origins, but very close to the origins of The Rock. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I was a big fan of wrestling when I was a small child. I remember, like, the greatness of The Rock. I went to probably one of the most famous wrestling matches ever when... Undertaker threw Mankind through the top of the cage in WrestleMania in Pittsburgh. I was there live. I remember it happening. And, like, all of this greatness. And I I miss wrestling. I miss The Rock. So being a wrestler, like an entertainer in that form. The only thing I want to mention is that I watched this movie called Thunder Road, which resident historian Mike Manzi also really, like, I loved and he really, really loved, too. Uh, okay. It's this new movie that went to the streets of VOD this year. I didn't know about it. I just sort of, like, stumbled across it, and I was like, this is great. But the reason I bring it up here, aside from the fact that I think everybody should watch it, it doesn't have anything to do with Fast and the Furious, but there is one line in the middle where the dad says to the little girl, oh, honey, you don't have to do that right now. I was hoping we could go downstairs, order a pizza, and watch A Fast and the Furious. And I was just like, man, like, I just love that this has become, like, a thing, sort of, in yeah. popular culture. Like, it's just these things that people love, you know what I mean? So Yep, I agree. It's, it's, it's not to the extent of blockers, where there's an entire Fast and Furious, like, extended thing, but it's just the one line, but just the fact that they're able to reference these, I just love. So I I, I cracked up when I heard that. And Yeah, that's really cool, actually. I, I, li- I like any time a movie references, like, another pop culture thing, especially a movie, especially Fast and Furious, you yep. know, franchise that we love, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. So the next thing, anything else you want to cover for extracurricular activities, or should we move on to the mailbag? No, I'm just going to be hobbly for a while, and hope everybody wishes me luck with hobbling that's all i want so well before we get to the mailbag we got a tweet from jake keel at fake jake keel at cage club pod and he built in 2013 a rock action figure like a luke hobbs action figure which is incredible and it's even got i even I, i commented i responded he's got a little bit of the people's eyebrow he said, all it needs is a goatee and a little pile of sweat. And I said, don't forget a bottle of baby oil. And it's just so cool. I don't remember if we, I think we just liked it. I don't think we retweeted it. At Kids I Club saw Pod, it. But and it check was out awesome. fake Jake Keel on Twitter. Jake, thank you for, you know, he's tweeted at us a couple times. Thank you for listening. sharing this with us. It's awesome. Listening. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, you love these movies the way that we do. And it's clear. It's, it's just awesome. So I want to shout out Jake Keel for that. The mailbag itself, we have an email address here, family at cageclub.me. You can write in whatever you send in. We will read on air if you've got thoughts about the movies, if you've got thoughts about the show, thoughts about the actors, whatever you want to do. If you just want to say hi, 
We will read it on air. Or if you want to write in and you don't want us to read it, we don't have to read it. So just, yeah, just say hi. Check in. Family you know? at cageclub.me. Our old buddy Wes, Wes Hampton, emailed us oh, nice. saying, cool. playing catch-up. Okay. So here we go. He, he I don't think he wrote in the last episode, but so he's got a couple episodes yeah. of worth of thoughts here. Okay, cool. He says, what up, fam? It's been a few episodes, but I've been following along eagerly, even though I didn't write in. No worries. October got away from me, and then with the two quick episodes back-to-back, I decided to wait until now to email but I've been taking some notes, and there was a lot covered in the last three episodes, so I'll do my best to keep my comments short and sweet, because I have something I've been holding on to that fits perfectly with the discussion you had with Walt for Fast Five. Again, shout out Walt Hickey. Go check out numlock.news for his daily newsletter. Walt was great. I think that conversation was great. Yeah. Wes writes, Firstly, all of your guests so far have been great. I've really enjoyed getting all these new perspectives, and everyone so far has been a good sport about it, even when they're not fans of the movies. Yep. True. I took some notes about the Tokyo Drift episode, but then I think I accidentally deleted them. So I'll just say Chris oh. is crazy, this movie is great, end of discussion. Amen. We agree with you, Wes. You know that we love Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, so... Yeah. yeah I'm a Liam and Ellie, Fast and Furious 4, he says, Liam and Ellie were so good and so funny. Are they siblings? They have a real brother-sister back and forth. That was a lot of fun to listen to. No, they're not related. They're just a couple of buddies in... London or in, in in England, but if you like their banter, and I think they do have good banter, especially just like how much Ellie just lovingly hates Liam. Like I think it's great. <laughs> it's not even. It's it's it is it is a sibling, a sibling thing, kind of yeah. feeling. Yeah, I agree. Go check out their podcast, Nerd on Nerd. Joe and I were on, as we mentioned on that episode. We were on one episode a couple years ago, maybe a year ago, uh, talking about We Are Your Friends, the Zac Efron movie. But we realized, and I don't think we really stressed this enough on our episode with them that they are British us. Like, they barbecue like Joe, they love Dude, beer, we, they love all the nerdy so shit. Weird. Yeah, it's if so weird. You know weird. the story, like, how we met them, like, we found Liam on Letterboxd when we were, like, yep. looking for reviews of this movie, and we were just like, holy fuck, this person gets it. And And then as we get to know them more and more and more we realize that they're very, very similar. Like, their banter, everything. It's I think it's very similar to us, so. Yeah. In your Fast and Furious episode, you talked about the Nas energy drinks. I don't think the episode's still available, but on no one likes the tuna they did a Nas taste test on an mm. early episode with, I think, all six flavors. There's six if flavors I remember right, I guess. <laughs> Apparently. And if I remember correctly, they were all pretty bad. If you're interested, drinknaz.com has a pretty good product finder that will tell you where you can buy it and what flavors each store around you carries. I remember... If I can't buy it at Harry's, I'm disappointed. I remember when Mike, resident story Mike Manzi wrote it, and he was so excited that he saw the Nas in a convenience store. It kind of made like, like a whatever. revival. Like, I, there's a period that I... I don't know if it's because we weren't doing these, but there's a period that like I don't remember it existing. Like It existed when we were kids. And then there's a period that, like, it, I don't ever remember seeing it, and now it's, like, back again. And I don't know if it has, like, to do with the movies or what's going on, or maybe I, d- I just don't see it as much. I didn't see it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't look in those kind of stores, like, at the energy drink things. I just go for the Arnold Palmer or, like, when I was Same. drinking soda, yeah. go to the soda. Like, I go, I don't I, I don't browse. I don't know if they've been around, but I, I definitely Same. am aware of them now, just like you, I think. But that's also because of the podcast and of our refound yeah, Obsession in the movies. Okay. Dwight, the cowboy, who we were calling uh, David Spade or Joe Dirt. Yeah, Joe Dirt. Is yeah. one of my favorite characters in Fast and Furious. He's played by Greg Sipes, C-I-P-E-S. I don't know okay. how to pronounce that. Who's best known as the voice actor for Beast Boy in the Cartoon Network Teen Titans, 
which okay. we just covered Teen Titans Go to the Movies over on Cage Club, where Nicolas Cage plays Superman. And Michelangelo in the 2012 Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series, he says the excellent CGI one. And I think, I don't want to put words in Wes's mouth, but maybe the only thing, one of the only like pop culture things he loves more than Fast and Furious, Turtles. So if he says it's excellent, I'll take his word for it, because he probably knows what's good and what's bad. True. He says Dwight is such a goofy, laid-back surfer guy in real life, and seeing him in this movie always makes me laugh. Uh, Wes writes, Brian is the worst cop slash FBI agent ever, but this universe's version of the FBI is the dumbest one ever for bringing him back, which I think we talked about a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we definitely we definitely were talking about how, how Brian is the worst cop ever, and like, yeah. how do you move up the ranks? Uh-huh. Like, that's peak white male privilege, to move up the ranks and be terrible at your job at the same time. <laughs> like, Yeah. He says, I'm pretty sure he didn't just leave the force to disgrace after the Fast and Furious. He was on the run from the cops and the FBI. He was wanted for letting Toretto go, and he only worked with them in Too Fast, Too Furious to get the charges dropped. Not only should he never have been a cop again, he should have been <laughs> laughed out of the FBI admissions process, which... Agreed. agreed. Yeah. New point. It seems like an honorable thing for Dom to say he was going to stop running and face his punishment at the end of Fast and Furious, number four. Okay. But I recently realized he only said that because he thought he was going to get away with a largely reduced sentence. As soon as the judge handed down his sentence, he looked like he was instantly regretted it, and he had no qualms about Brian and Mia busting him out. So I think that's an interesting element, that, like, Dom's like, oh, yeah, like, I'll just, you know, maybe probation, maybe, like, you know, a little bit of a sentence, and then he gets, what is it, 25 to life with no expectation of parole or whatever, and, yeah, rough. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, cool, you guys are going to break me out, though, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Moving on to Fast Five, Walt is crazy interesting to listen to as he talks about films. He thinks about these movies in ways I haven't really considered from a technical storytelling perspective, and it made for a really great episode. I agree. Walt's a really smart dude, really interesting dude. He is. Uh, Check out the podcast he does with his boyfriend, Not Her Again, where he talks about Meryl Streep movies, Julia Roberts movies, the years they were nominated for Oscars, did not win. His writing is fucking awesome too. Like yep. I wasn't, tr- I was trying to not fangirl, but like I read like a lot of his articles from when he was working at Five Thirty Eight. They're all amazing. Like he, like his, just like just the way he's writing and like what he does and what he has done for writing pieces is amazing. So he does the things that we do that you know you and me do or Mike and I do or whoever, but like, like in a more analytical, mathy way. And he does like things that, like I only have like wet dreams of like being paid to do. You know oh, what well, I mean? I said like, the thing, he was paid yeah. to go down yeah. to get basically audition for Madden. This is the coolest article I've ever seen in my life, yeah. And the people like EA, who makes Madden, ran him through the ringer of like, you know, basically did like the NFL Combine, tested yeah. him for how far he could throw, punt, yeah. kick, all this different stuff. And he got paid to go down there and basically make a fool of himself and then write about it. And it was... And he was in the game. They like made a... Yeah. Like a Walt character in Madden. Yeah. And then they like ran simulations of like if he could win, yeah. you know, games and stuff. And they like, and then he played it every. It's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's so really cool. cool. Uh, Wes goes on. You guys have mentioned many times that the script was adapted from what was originally the sequel to the Italian Job. I'm just yeah. wondering where you got that. And I will tell you, it was on I think the IMDb trivia for the Italian Job because uh, I remember we found out about that when we were doing when Mike and I were doing Watch the Throne and we got to the Italian, the Italian Job. We're like, oh shit. Fast and Furious, so... Was I'm I pretty on that sure episode? That's where we got it. No. Okay, I feel like I was. I don't know why. I told you about it. You're like, I love that movie. We're like, mm, 
Okay. Yeah. West writes, I've looked around I've looked all around and all I can find is several reviews of Fast Five making that assumption based on the presumed story similarities and the timing of their production schedules and cancellation of the Brazilian job, but nothing that actually says what happened. Again, this is something, Joe, that you know we've talked about. We read it on IMDb. It is treated as gospel here by us, but might not be true. Like I don't know where that came from. This might just sort of be hearsay, but I feel like we, we read it somewhere else, it. or somebody else told us that fact too. Yeah. On top of like us finding it in the IMDb trivia of what's it called? I really feel like so, like somebody that I trusted told us that, but I could be just hallucinating it. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It also might be like on. Maybe like a DVD commentary? I don't know. We'll, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember now. Wes says, I don't disagree. I just can't find anywhere to confirm it. I even checked to see if the Brazilian job writer got a writing or story credit on a Fast Five, but he didn't. Ooh. And I don't know the exact Plot technical seconds. things, but if you change enough of the script, the previous writer doesn't have to get credit. But like if you change like less than a certain percentage, they still have to get a writing credit. Like It's this whole like complicated thing in terms of... The Writers Guild and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I get it. Science, whatever. Science papers are very similar, right? Yep. Lastly, something you and Walt talked a lot about ties into something I've been thinking about a lot over the past year or so. Okay. It's really interesting to hear someone discuss the storytelling in these films in terms of a D and D campaign because that's exactly what it feels like. Yep. About a year ago, a friend of mine told me about her Fast and Furious headcanon, which I don't know What's what that? that is. I don't know. Okay. In which all the main characters, I think it's a and d thing, we'll find out, in which all the main characters are, are what she refers to as, quote, automancers, which is essentially a wizard whose power is increased by being in, or in later films, touching a car. It's a silly concept, but it makes sense in terms of how their abilities and adventures have leveled up. Ever since then, I've been mentally working on a Fast and Furious tabletop RPG, which... Holy shit, if Whoa. you finish that if you finish that, Wes, Whoa. Uh, we're gonna play that with you. I don't Obviously. know. We'll, we'll figure it out, but that needs to happen. I will Kickstarter a copy today. Where you create your own automancer, build your crew, compete in races, go on missions, and maybe even run into the family as you progress, which would be great. That was like that sort of reminds me of do you remember that game? I never played it, The Matrix Online where no. you couldn't play as Neo, but, like, you could run into Neo. Like, you were just, like, a person who had been unlocked, and, like, you sort of, like, that you took the red pill and you were unplugged and you sort of could develop your powers, but then, like, you could just be playing and, like, Neo would be there. So I think it's just cool that, like... Was it somebody playing like, random... as Neo, like a developer? No, it was, like, it was just, like, a super powerful computer, like an NPC with Neo. But okay. I just like that idea that, like, you're just, you know, doing your campaign and then all of a sudden, like, Dom is in a race with you. It's just like, oh, shit, like, he's here. Yeah, that'd be cool. I wouldn't make the automatic answer thing explicitly magical in the game, but it's a fun concept to think about incorporating. I haven't had a lot of time to actually work on it, but I found a couple of existing games to combine and adapt the rules for it, mm. which very cool. Yeah, very the main cool. game I'm thinking of using is a, is pretty racing vehicle combat heavy, and even as a system that promotes attempting ridiculous stunts for big rewards, which sounds perfect to me. Yeah, sounds like that's dead on. The main thing is that it's simple and forgiving to the players in the name of fun. Their basic motto is fun over everything else, which has always been the way to run any campaign in my experience. Yeah, I mean, like, you could be, like, a dick of a DM, but, like, a dungeon master, but, like, why? Like, just If just it's not fun. fun, it's not fun. Yeah. yeah, like, why would you do something that's not... Joey and I have designed games before. Oh, um, yeah, Mafia. Yeah, we have designed Mafia games, which some of you might not know what it is or know, might not know what it is. Like, every person gets um, a character. Nobody knows who they are besides themselves. And then, you know, 
like different characters do different things and like we we would spend a lot of time designing these games and playing online with like 30 players yep and my main goal was like for it to always just be fun and like something weird so and usually it was and usually we've got we got great reviews so Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much more important to tell a fun and engaging story than worry about every little rule, much like Ex- the Fast and Furious films. Amen. Who needs to know how long this runway is when you can just have a magical runway? Of course, my Fast and Furious version would also put a heavy emphasis on family as well. I've seen other Fast and Furious adaptations of D and D or other RPG games, but there are so many aspects of the films to focus on that it's easy to have multiple games based on the Fastiverse that feel completely different. Just yeah. like how, you know, there's multiple movies that all feel completely different. True. I really like the idea of creating a game that hits all the notes of the series that resonate with me and my friends, the driving, action, the heists, and all that has to be there for sure, but also the focus on character relationships and family is just as important. So maybe someday I'll get around to building a playable version and we can try it out. Absolutely. Definitely 100%. You just inspired me to want to make a... Fast and the Furious version of Mafia now too. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when we when we were doing Mafia games, we always did we, we did a lot of themed ones. We did Breaking Bad. Yeah. We did a Game of Thrones. Yeah. We, we talked did. about doing Sopranos with us before I watched the Sopranos, which I still feel like it would be kind of difficult. Like it just I don't, I don't know, it's it's doable. But yeah. Fast and Furious would definitely be good. Yeah, for sure. Wes says, I think I've gone on long enough now, so I'll leave you the car pick. And he leaves a car pick here for us to guess, which we can do with Jordan if we remember, if time allows. If not, and Wes, if we don't get back to this, I apologize, but we will play this at some point. Yeah, of course. Um, But that is cool. Okay, so thank you, Wes, for writing in. Yeah, thanks, Wes. On the Streets. This is our roundup recap of what's going on with the franchise, with the actors. Joe, what you got? I got nothing you go first number one they're shooting Hobbs and Shaw right now the rock went the rock apparently got a text from his trainer saying you need to be a little bit bigger for these scenes tomorrow so he got permission to eat pizza and sort of like puff up a little bit because whatever they were going for needed like instead of just like lean muscle just sort of needed mass and so the rock posted on Instagram a picture of him eating two pizzas while watching Netflix or something. So what a guy, what a champion. The other thing that I found, okay. it's not something I was looking for, but I was just reading the, the sites that I normally read and posted today, uh, you know, there's an upcoming Disney streaming service that's coming out and there's on there, there's going to be a handful of different new series. Yeah. One of them is The Mandalorian and Tough Girl in Space, Gina Carano cast in The Mandalorian. So Who's Gina that? Carano from this movie, she's Riley. She's the good girl turned bad. Oh, uh, the girl yeah, that the Rock that recruits and gets recruited, or you know, gets Fake taken Ronda back Rousey. to Shaw. But she was just casting something. I also want to give a shout out to one of the best. It's a movie that's been covered twice so far in the podcast network. You and I will get to eventually for Magic Mike's. But Gina Carano, I mentioned this in the last episode, I think, when we talked about Fast and Furious Six, starred in Haywire which is a Steven Soderbergh movie. That is fantastic. Okay. Uh, we covered it on Cinemakers, and then the Contenders covered it, Tobin and Island from our first episode of The Slap. They talked about it. And then we'll talk about it because Channing Tatum is also in it. So uh, Haywire rules. I think she's great in this movie. She's not always great in everything, but with the right direction and the right parts and everything, she can be great. So yeah, The, uh, the Mandalorian, I think, is probably going to be good. I don't know, but Gina Carano, cool. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, do you have any other news? Uh, do you, did you find any news or no? I have, I, yeah, I have a, I have one little tidbit okay. that I didn't catch, but apparently this is actually pretty big news. Not that it's surprising, but Gal Gadot is the new Reebok campaign girl. Okay. Did you see this? 
No, okay. Good for her, man. Like, I, I think getting, like, a sports athletic wear deal is, like, top tier. That's, like, easy money, right? Like, you have to be, like, some kind of star to do that. And for it to not go to an athlete, like, obviously she's athletic and super attractive, but, like, for it to not go to an athlete is, like, double thumbs up. Good for her. That's awesome. I mean, if you follow her on Instagram, she posts, like, workout videos, and she, like, busts her ass, like, in terms Oh, of, I'm like, sure. She does, like, yeah. cardio, and she does boxing and stuff. Like, it's, like, it's, ba- like, she's badass, and, like, you know, she deserves it. She's great in this movie. Uh, R.I.P. in this movie. Rest in peace, yeah. Giselle. Yeah, no, that's that's super cool. Uh, I'm, I'm mostly a Nike guy, but, you know, shout out Reebok for Gal Gadot. Same. Yeah, I'm... I'm... You're a Nike and Yeezy guy. Nike and Adidas for me. New lap observations. We're going to do one other thing real quick, and then we're going to take a break. New lap observations. What did you notice this time around that you never noticed before? You just watched the movie last week, so you watched it twice in a week. What did you catch this time? So I watched it twice. Rachel and I watched it drunk about a week ago, and then I watched it tonight for today. One thing that I just caught watching it this time, like right now, they find out where Shaw's going based on the paint sample that The Rock seems to find, and I totally missed that that was, like, a part of the storyline. Like, in between, like, the garage and them with the tank on the the highway, like, the connection that they sell you is that, like, there was this magic paint, this, like, thermal paint mm-hmm. that they had, and Tej, you know, computer hacker finds it, runs it against every other paint sample in the world, and, like, figures out that it's from this airline or like hangar so yeah so i was just like oh i guess that makes sense maybe not about an observation about the movie but like stuff like that like i took four single page single spaced pages of notes last time the first time we watched this yeah first time we talked about this there are like long stretches of this movie where it's just like plot development that i just have zero notes on yeah so i think that like it's just i think it's natural in a way to focus on the crazy action focus on the family yeah focus on the character development and sort of the why is this happening how did we get there whatever doesn't really matter as much but uh, also important to point out and good to notice the one thing i want to say that i noticed this time around is something we talked about with walt uh when i think the quote was something about like it's always best when the rock gets the fuck in the movie like in a pg-13 movie remember oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. whatever did you did you catch who says it in this movie no so i i I noticed it and i was like oh gotta go back so when the family is all together this is not the first time they all get together but this is after there's the flip car and they all get back together uh, and Tej is talking, talking to Roman, he says, your voice just went from Shaggy to Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And Roman says, see, man, when a woman starts shooting at you, that's a clear sign to back the fuck off. We got to get the hell out of Dodge. That could have been my forehead, man. And Tej says, that's not as big as your forehead. It was just so Roman got the fuck. Another PG-13, but Roman got the fuck in this movie. So We have to track that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so The Rock got it in five. Roman gets it here. We got to check out seven and eight. And also the ones before, but yeah, because you're ones... right. Because it's so it's so passing. Like we swear, I swear a lot. So like I don't really notice it. I notice when stuff's like beeped or like censored. Yep. But like I don't notice the like who says fuck when in a movie because it's just totally normal to me. Yeah. So that's all I got. We will take a quick break and come back with Jordan Paul and Clark of the Wistful Thinking Podcast once again. Family at CageClub.me. Right in for the next episode, Furious Seven. We will cover in two weeks. But before we get there. We're talking about Fast and Furious 6. We'll be right back.
to forever. We would like to just thank our sponsor, Walmart Grocery. A little tidbit uh, news from today that's also a reason why they're a sponsor. Walmart has now partnered with Ford to test self-driving grocery delivery to you in Miami, and they're Ooh. planning on rolling it out across the country. I mean, if it works. In Miami? Yeah. The site of Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. I know. It's, it's just too much. Everything connected on it. The number too much? Yes. With us to talk about this movie, which is six much, if you will, <laughs> we teased her before the break, co-host of Wistful Thinking, also co-host of one of the newest, if not the newest show here Ooh. on the Cable... Right? I think the newest show on the Cable Podcast Network. Shiny. Uh, sort of a mini show, our, our first spinoff, What Am I Chewing? <laughs> which is a food-based show. We have Jordan Paul and Clark. Hello, Jordan. Hi! Thank you for joining us to talk about this movie that you and I and Joe all adore so much. I've been waiting for this for a really long time. You like this movie? This is my favorite one. Okay. It's an easy one. It's an easy one to love. So we never, I never like pull guests if they like it or not. So it's a mixed bag. Sometimes somebody comes on, they're like, I hate this one. Like, fair. <laughs> Whatever it works. How could you? Ugh, no, not this all, one specifically. If you hate any of these. No, no, you're wrong if you hate any of these. <laughs> well, talk to Chris Some of podcast. them are better than other ones, but. Yeah. It's, no, you can't. So now, Jordan, have you seen all eight? Yes. Can you, not to put pressure on you, This is, I guess this is also something, Joe, that we should start telling guests before. To think about. Can you rank them, or even if you can't rank them, can you put the ones that you like more? Oh, absolutely. No, 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 I can rank them. Oh, okay. okay. Go for it. <laughs> I, like I just want to put you on the spot, because it's, it's sometimes a lot of pressure for people. I gotta think probably a little bit. Go ahead. But, Take so... your time. Best to worst, whatever you want. You got time. You want me to do best, best to worst. Let's go. Okay. So best is six. Okay. Yeah. For me, it goes six, seven, mm. five... Okay. Okay. Four. Okay. Eight. Probably two, three, one, two. Okay. Wow. So you're 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 pretty in line with me. I think the really the difference is I would probably swap like eight and three, but you are definitely in line with me. Joe likes some of the earlier ones more than I, I do. do. They have some nostalgia factor for me. So, but you are definitely on board with me, Jordan, in terms of like when they crank up the action, it uh, gets real good. Yeah. So. I mean, I. Is it okay if I go into my history right now? Oh, no, absolutely. That's, that's, that's our next, next question. question. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I <laughs> listened to How Did This Get Made is one of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. And they did the fifth one, and I was like, whatever. Didn't mean anything to me. It was a good podcast. Never thought about it again. Wait, Jordan, do we have the same history? With it's the same the, story. We have the same history. It's the same story. Right. So, so when they got to the sixth one, yeah. I was like, okay, like I feel ready to do this. I decided that... I was going to watch the first five, like, in a row. Like, I watched them all in, like, in one day, essentially. Wow. I, it might have been two days, but what happened was, I was I was dumb. I didn't know anything back then about these movies. So I was, like, a, I think I was, like, illegally downloading them to watch them. Terrible idea, mm-hmm. but okay. I accidentally, for some reason, I thought that Fast and Furious was the first one. Okay. Can, can you blame me? No. no. Uh, I mean... <laughs> The naming structure is a little... So we we talked That's about this on the last the episode. We were one. like, that one should be Fast and Furious. That's what we decided. Yeah. But it's not. But so I started that movie and watched like 20 minutes of it before I was like, this is not the first movie. This can't be the first one, yeah. 
this. I am very confused. So then I, I realized and then I started over. But so yeah, I watched all five in a very short period of time, which is a very weird thing to do. Um, puts you in a real weird mindset. And then I saw the sixth one. And then after that, I was like very hooked. Oh, I do want to I do want to mention uh, my my movie history with Jordan. Um, the first time, so I met Jordan in college. And Wait, the we first had time, to have told this story before on not some on this podcast. podcast. Maybe I don't know if it's um, been on a podcast on um, okay. um, Greatest Showman, I think. But go ahead. So jo- the first time I ever hung out with Jordan, I was a sophomore and you were a junior, I think, Ooh. right? And you had just transferred to Ramapo, and we met in a class and hit it off. And you came over to watch Wild at Heart. Yeah, yep. And Jordan comes over, and we're watching the movie. And then she, about halfway through the movie, just curls into a little ball. Oh God, I didn't even make bed. it halfway. And I don't. It, it was very early, and just calls, curls into a little ball and just falls asleep at the foot of my bed, <laughs> like a little puppy. And Perfect. the movie ends. Yeah. And she wakes up and she's like, "Okay, bye." And <laughs> it was the same. Basically, I think you know, Jordan. I might have told you this that like it's the same story I kind of had with Payson. Mm-hmm, yep. When Payson, who has not been on this podcast yet, who might be at some point, I don't know, another one of the our friends from college who I lived with for two years. The first time I ever hung out with him one-on-one, he came over, watched a movie, and then as soon as, soon as the movie ended, it was like, well, bye, and then just rolled his chair away. And like, <laughs> these two people became really good friends. But then we took things to the next level when Jordan and I saw Wild at Heart in the theater, mm-hmm. and you made it through the entire movie awake. Wow. But the funniest thing, I think, that you've ever said to me, Jordan, is you were so happy one day when you came up to me you were like i don't fall asleep in movies anymore <laughs> and that you were so proud that you could stay awake through an entire movie or five or six movies in a day and i was just so overjoyed that you were able to make it through an entire movie because we would hang out a lot in college and you know with in group settings or whatever and you would fall asleep every time we watched a movie it's true i'd fall asleep every, every time. time i've seen it the like beginning and credits of a lot of really bad movies (laughs) from college yeah i have this thing with rachel where she likes to be like no i'm awake and i'm like can we watch another episode of this and then she falls asleep so i just like leave her downstairs now yeah you can just sleep here that's (laughs) my parents will watch like a lot of tv shows and like they'll both fall asleep while watching the show and then like the next day like have to catch up on like well where where like because they all fall asleep at different times like where i don't remember this but i was like no i remember this like well yeah but you fall asleep during different points so like yeah you know it's, it's a thing that afflicts us all i think but but to be fair in college we were always watching a movie at like two o'clock in the morning on true. a friday night uh, fair like, yeah it was kind of normal that I was sleepy. We would start hanging out at like 7, and then we would play rock band for a couple hours, play charades for a couple hours, hang out. We'd play charades for a couple hours. And then it was 12.30 or 1, and it'd be like, okay, cool, it's movie time. And we're like, all right, <laughs> I guess this is going to happen now. And then, you know, we would somehow, like, most of the time, me and Payson, I think Payson was more better at it than I was, but, like, he would stay awake and watch these terrible, terrible movies, and then we would drive back to campus at, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. because that's, you know, what time it was over. So. Amen. College God life. bless college kids. Yeah, I wish I could do that. I now. miss the charades times. I miss the charades times. I too. cannot get anybody I know excited about charades, and I just keep being like, "No, you don't understand. It's a good game. <laughs> it's a really good game, and especially if you make it real difficult to yeah. the point where like you absolutely alienate new people to the group." Yeah, I think maybe that's the part they don't like. <laughs> so one thing that uh, you know, this is again nothing to do with the, the show, but it just reminds me. I've been doing the, the New York Times crossword a lot lately, and there's a clue often in the New York Times crossword uh, that's related to the Lord of the Rings, and it's always Ent, E-N-T. Yeah, it's like the trees that talk. a creature of Middle Earth. Yeah. And I remember 
the first time I ever heard that was in a game of charades where I had to act out Treebeard the Ent, and it was before I had seen the Lord of the Rings movies. I was oh, like, what the fuck, fuck is this? And like, Ent sounds like everything, but no one would ever think that it just is Ent. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know who or what this is. That was the level of like bullshit that we had to deal with. I still can't but do syllables. But that's... <laughs> you want to talk about oil? <laughs> Joe, is oil one syllable or two syllables? One. No. No. It's two. I think it's two. Oh, you're on my I side just, now? I don't know. I just like how... I think I'm on your side because I just have this memory of you standing in front of everybody and going like, oil! Like <laughs> clapping your hands. Yeah. It's one syllable. Oil's one syllable. I think it's two. Oil. Oil. I, I oil. get the argument oil. for one... But you could say any word just quickly, and it just becomes one <laughs> syllable. But you could do like anything like that, and it's okay. You know, but nice yeah, that's what, so that's that. Oil but was yeah, appropriate a... though, because we're talking about Fast and the Furious. Ooh, yes. very, very appropriate. Yeah. Right in. Up. Let us know if you think oil is one syllable or two. <laughs> Family at Cage Club. <laughs> this is important. Yeah. This is important. This is one of not. It's not a fight that we have, but this is one of the biggest disagreements we've ever had. We need to make had. a poll on and the this Facebook page. Like, is oil one syllable or two? And see if anybody yes. replies. Actually, while we do this, I'm going to put on at Cage Club Pod on Twitter uh, for podcast purposes. We have a debate. Is live, oil ongoing live debate? Oil one syllable or two? Oil was really the only ever fight that happened, except like electric antelope caused some rule changes there were like a lot of things that caused permanent rule changes yes but oil was like the only is the only like unsettled fight to this day fair well we're gonna solve it it is out there so when we get back to twitter at the end of the show joe we will have to look um, for this and see what's going on okay back to the interview of jordan your first time seeing six you saw six in theaters i saw six in theaters okay how does it get me did Five, six, seven, and eight. So when they announced they were doing six, you're like, okay, I'm going to go see this in theaters. Yeah. Did you watch it before one through five, or you saw one through five and then you saw this? No, I saw one through five so okay. that I could go see six. Gotcha. So, okay. okay. Makes sense. And I think you and I had the same reaction to the credit scene in this where we both probably stood up and like in yelled. The theater and yelled. Yes. 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 This is the best. I, this, is, this is hands down the best Fast and Furious credit scene. I think I yeah. when I watch it now I cry every time because I really like Han yeah and I'm just like so angry every time and like but like it's like it's like in rapid succession like Giselle Han and I'm like no no yeah we could have no. kept one of them so alive upsetting. but I mean Han had to die he was already dead so he was well, already did dead. you know about the uh the internet movement I'm sure you could deduce what it is if you don't uh justice for Han no. So Justice for Han is a group of people who do not like that Jason Statham is basically a member of the family now because he killed that's Han and that's he got true. a pass. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, so there's a whole there's a whole moment behind that. You should go check it out if you maybe feel the same way. Which I love Jason Statham. I'm happy that he's in these movies now, but I also do really love Han and I wish that he was around too. So. Well, and it's like, I mean, but that happens a lot in these movies where like, are they good or are they bad? Like... I don't know. It's true. Is Letty alive awesome. or is she dead? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> it's a real uh, Schrodinger's cat of Letty in this movie. It is. Have you seen all of them? Like in terms of like f- how often you've seen them? You've seen this one. Have you seen this one the most? Yeah, definitely. Like I guess how many times have you seen them? And just in terms of like coming into this, Joe had seen all the movies so many times that I only seen each like once or twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, like how familiar are you with these? Just the movies. This one specifically, but the whole, the, all, the movies on a whole. It's pretty mixed. Like, the okay. first one I've probably only seen once. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the, that's why it was so low in your rankings. There's no nostalgia factor for you. It's, no, that definitely not. Okay. The second one I've probably seen, like, 
two and a half times. Okay. Uh, Tokyo Drift, I've probably seen like three or four times. Fast and Furious, I've probably seen like three times. Plus the half a time that you saw it the first time. Yeah. You thought it was number one. 20 minutes of that (laughs) intro, yeah. What's the fifth one called? Fast Five. I've seen Fast Five probably four times. I've seen the sixth one probably five or six times. The seventh Mm -hmm. one like four times. And the eighth one like twice maybe? Okay. Okay. Side note, have you ever seen the Onion video? Yes. The Onion News Network video where the kid was just like, I make the cars go fast. <laughs> they, they interviewed the screenwriter of Fast and Furious. Yeah. And, yes. and it's yes. like a five-year-old kid. Yeah. yeah he's like, that was like the heyday of the Onion News Network. That video is awesome. They was like, and then it goes vroom, and then the other one vroom. And then, yeah, that's he's like, they're like, wow, so insightful. That was like when the, fi- I think that was when the fifth one came out. Yeah, that was awesome. I forgot about that. Is that to the, today now? Is that the, the, the It the was TV today show? now, and I yeah. knew, there's like, a, I used to intern there, and so then I knew a lot of people who worked there. At what, at The Onion? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. And like, I just worked there. I, I interned there, and they were like at their peak, and like, they wow. were just like I'm making like such good work when the people that I know were still there, and like, my friends still worked there when that got made. There's like several Onion News Network videos that just like live in my soul, and like, that's one of them. Now, yeah. I think you've told me, maybe even on a podcast, before that like a lot of your job at the onion would be just like they'd be like we need car clips or whatever you have to go bun- yeah. watch a bunch of things to pull things did you ever have to watch these movies for that or no no i was gone by the time they made this oh okay mine was mostly when i was there it was a lot of like um it was during the 2008 election or like right before it so they were doing a lot of political segments then makes sense very cool, though. I didn't know that, and that makes me extremely jealous. All of our guests are <laughs> super talented and have fun backstories. I sometimes know nothing about, so. Well, that's part of why podcasting is fun. Exactly. Yeah. Good to just, like, talk to people. Different strokes, different folks. Uh, now, Jordan, before we get into talking about this movie, we've got some uh, either-or, we call it the lightning round of questions. These are, mm-hmm. there's no wrong answer, just one or the other. The exciting thing is that not all of our guests have seen all the movies, but since you have, it should be a little bit better. be able better. to answer yeah. all of these questions. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Again, no wrong answers. This is sort of like on foodie films on the show on the network, gut instincts, just like, whatever comes to your heart first, that's the answer. Just go with it. Okay. Just trust yourself. Okay. Are you more of a Dom or a Brian? Brian. Okay. Are you more of a Mia or a Letty? Letty. Ooh. Okay. I just hate Mia. Oh. But Mia's like, Mia's mom. You're in like, this Mia camp? is like the den mother. I just... It's okay. You're allowed we'll to talk about it later. No, You're allowed to get no it. Yeah, no, we'll talk about it later. Are you a Roman or a Tej? Roman. Yeah, we have a lot of Romans around here. <laughs> Are you okay? This is this is a little bit difficult because of their ever wavering alliances. Are you a Deckard Shaw or are you an Owen Shaw? Are you a Luke Evans from this movie or are you a Jason Statham? Mm, Jason Statham. Okay. American Muscle or imports? Mm, American Muscle. Damn. That is like the one question, Joe, where like it's overwhelmingly against me. American Muscle. Yeah. You're the only person so far who's picked uh, imports. <laughs> Although Tobin and Island picked pickup trucks and Jeeps, basically writing in short answers. For I also don't really or. give a shit about cars at all. Well, yeah, but... no, that's the same thing as me. Like that's why we love the same movies in this franchise. I think. I like the stunts in this. I don't care what the yeah. cars are. Yeah. I like what they do with them. Fair. Corona or Belgian ale? Mm, Belgian ale. Uncommon, but fair oh actually so here's a little side tangent there is a new mexican restaurant that just opened in my town i have not gone there yet because it just opened this past week and i'm gonna go next week okay they put out the menu online i want you to guess how much a bottle of corona costs 
and I also want you to guess how much two tacos cost. And maybe I maybe I tell you the price of one to get you to guess the other, but both numbers make me real mad. Are they higher? Can you or low? explain. It's a Mexican restaurant. I think it's like a tequila joint. Okay. Um, I've never been there. Corona six dollars, two tacos seven fifty. Jordan, do you have the guesses? Again, there's no context, just blind guesses. I think Corona five dollars. Two tacos, ten dollars. So both of you are closer to one of them, and both of you are still under. Corona, six fifty. <laughs> Damn. Two tacos, twelve dollars. How is that even a possibility? Don't know. They better be massive tacos. That's all I'm saying. This is also yeah, a place... right. They better be like for real. Like you could just get two tacos and be full, but that's not usually how tacos are. That's like that's like mini burritos. Like that's like some like hybrid between taco and burrito. Or like, do I, they I come know. with something else? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem tacos. like it. We have a nice Hispanic community in um, New Haven, and there's like a lot of taquerias. It's always like you get four for like seven or eight bucks or something. Like maybe they're like two bucks each. That's crazy to me. Yeah, like I came from living in Austin where you could get, you know, like gourmet tacos were like four or five bucks, but like just like a regular Four taco, cheese. you know, was yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find out what this is, but like when I saw six fifty for a corona, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like for a Mexican restaurant? Seriously, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I was gonna say that's as bad as the restaurant that Rachel used to work at. It's like yeah. it was like that expensive for shit. Yeah. Crazy. Jordan, are you a racer or are you a designer? Are you the one in the car or sort of like the support team, the ones behind the scenes? I'm in the car. Oh, all right. You and Liam. Okay. This is one from the last movie. Uh, at the end of Fast Five, if you remember, Rico and Tego, the twins, when they each get their cut, like the $9 million or whatever, the $11 million, they go to that casino and they bet it all. One bets it all on black, one bets it all on red. Ooh. Would you bet it all on black, or would you bet it all on red? Red. Damn. Okay. Okay. I would always go black. So now, Joe, why. do we have a do we have a question for this movie? Would you jump into a plane with a car or out of a plane with a car? Mm, out of a plane with a car. Fair. <laughs> as long as I could definitely know that I was not going to die. Well, I mean, you got a parachute on it. It's cool. Joe, what I like about that question, and Jordan, we're going to get to this later, is that it reminds me of the which character are you? Because I don't know what the answer means either way. (laughs) Exactly. Like, it's just a vague (laughs) question that, like, could mean... It's like, it's open to interpretation. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Jordan, at the end of the the episode, we are going to play which Fast and Furious character are you? And a lot of the questions just don't make sense. They don't... Oh, it's an online quiz. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all just like, you know blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I don't know how this impacts anything, but it's a question. So yeah. I like that. Like, that's a great... You liked it? Good. ...question for the show. On its own as a question, it's whatever, but like within the context <laughs> of what we're doing here, I think it's perfect. So that's good. good. I'm glad you like it. I just came up with that one. So yeah, it's good. So Fast and Furious 6, here we are. This is the second time we've talked about this movie. Jordan, before we get into it, we, we do a thing when we remember to do a thing. If you had to pick a moment, what would you say is the most family moment in this movie, the, the moment or the action or the line or the scene that most defines what this franchise has established as family. I got a good one. Do you want me to go first? First of all, I have to tell you that I counted the number of times that they said the word family in this movie, okay. but I forgot, I forgot to do it for the first like 15 minutes. So you missed like 35. So just, I might've missed some, but I got to 11. Okay. All right. Jordan, there is, I don't know if I shared with you, I think we put it on social media a while ago, but maybe just once, Bloomberg, you know, very important news outlet Bloomberg, (laughs) before Fate of the Furious came out, put out a thing called Stats of the Furious, where they counted instances of the times people say family, uh, Corona sips, 
reflexes, hugs, everything, I love everything, it. gear shifts, yeah. all that sort of stuff. So like, do they count how many civilians die? No, but that number definitely increases. Is, as by the, the way, goes this on. is the first Absolutely. movie that we see them concerned about civilians. I think. I thought maybe that this was also the first one where you see civilians like run away and scatter. No, no, no. Because in Tokyo Drift, he like drifts right through the civilians. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just I noticed it in this one. All right. Well, because also, like, in this movie, Letty's like, what are you doing? This isn't part of the plan. And Shaw is just like, whatever, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to drive over cars I'm just going like, to, be tank. the worst, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, I think this is, the, this is the only one where they're like, in five, they just kill, like, pretty much every cop in Brazil. <laughs> yes. But also, you know, like, like what was saying, that they have, like, some, like, APB go out, like, yeah, we evacuated the area. You don't have to worry about anything. It's just like, oh, like, just that one little background note is just like, oh, no, I feel good about them just destroying downtown Rio because, like, no people are there. It's fine. Yeah, but in this one, Dom's like, what is he doing? Like, make sure you, like, save the people, like, the random civilians yeah. from the tank. And I was like, oh, yeah, they do care about civilians for, like, three seconds. But they totally don't, like, a bunch of other times. Exactly. In, right. in this same movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We took a detour. Most and least family moment. This is not something that like we talked about before that we're putting you on the spot. This is something we're going to talk about for the first time here. If you so, want somebody else to go Joe, first? if you have one, you can go. You can go first. You go first. This is a little bit of a deep cut, but the most family moment is when Roman leaves a plane full of beautiful women as soon as Dom Ooh. calls him. That's like the most family <laughs> thing you can do. It's Roman who loves beautiful women. He has a whole plane full of them. They, they're going to have the best night of his life. Dom calls, <laughs> and he's like, I'm out. Sorry, ladies. Like, I got to go. My bro called. He needs me. But here are some vouchers for that buffet at the resort I was telling you about. Exactly. That's a pretty good one. I'm going to tell you what my first instinct was, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what I actually think mine is. Good. Okay. So first I was like, okay, it's like the end where they're all together again. Yeah. But I actually think it's kind of weird that Letty still doesn't remember anything. They're like, oh, do you remember anything? How does it feel? And she's like, nope, but it feels like home. I think that's weird. So <laughs> never mind. I. It is really strange. I agree. <laughs> He's like, I raced your memory back into you, but do you remember it? And she's like, nah, but this feels okay. <laughs> I don't, I feel concerned for her. Yeah, I She's don't hate very it. very alone in the world. She should be kind of worried. I don't know. You know what I realized this time? Like, we, we always knew that, like, it was always awkward. They even make a note of it, like, in the movie that when Tej and Roman are talking to each other, that, like, Elena shows up to the house, right? That she's there with The Rock, yeah. and she's like, this is my family, the police are my family. And Letty doesn't know about Elena. No, but what we don't, don't know in this movie, but we know after the fact, is that at that time, Elena's pregnant. With yeah. Dom, like, she's showing up to their house... Uh, with Dom's baby in her belly. A belly full of Dom. Ew. What? That gross. <laughs> That's like, that adds even more complication. Like, you know, whether or not she knows she's pregnant, it's just like this extra wrinkle. Like, you were in a way like a replacement, but you've also been replaced. Oh, my original girlfriend is uh, not, she remembers me now. Exactly. So we're good. She's not dead anymore. So. Yeah. So that's a tough scene. Good. What's your actual most... So, for reasons that I can't understand, Paul Walker goes back to Los Angeles, finds out what really happened to Letty, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And then he comes back. He, like, has this guilt because he thinks it's his fault. Well, it was. I mean, I, we, we had this argument well, last time. It was his fault. It's, it's, <laughs> no, 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 it's, his, it's fault. his fault. Yeah. But by that time, Letty is, like, on their side again. I really like that, or I think it's very family-like that all of them are like, look... You had to find that out for yourself, and I don't care. Like, you don't need to tell me about it. That was for you. Like, it's in the past. It's all fine. What was? 
Brian. Yeah, like, because he, like, had this guilt, and he wanted to, like, tell them all that it was his fault. Mm-hmm. And, and why and, it happened and what happened. Yeah, and both Dom and Letty were just kind of like, look, dude, it doesn't matter. When we talked about this, I think, in the first lap show, I said that this very uh, a very Matrix thing, that, like, after Neo goes to the Oracle, and he finds out he's, quote, not the one... And he, try, he wants to tell Morpheus. He's like, I have this news. And he's Doesn't like, matter. look, what you know is for you alone. And like, yeah. that's your thing. Like, we, we're, we're, we're still good. And I think it's a really powerful thing that like, you know, I get that you have some shit that you want to get off your chest. But like, we love you no matter what it is. Like, let's we have a job to do. Yeah. But also like, they could let him get it off his chest. Oh, sure. Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Of... That's what Mia's for. He should go talk to her. No, he shouldn't. She's the worst. <laughs> so I've got, so I have a, a thing that we have not mentioned yet, which is sort of an obvious one, but it's not going to be my answer. The obvious one I thought of is the very, very opening of this movie where Dom and Brian are racing to Mia giving birth and it's literal family being built out, being created, right? And it's like Dom saying, you know, you better be a good dad or I'm going to kick your ass if you're not. You know, it's just like this, this support system for baby Jack that, you know, he's got not only great parents, but also aunt or an uncle, some aunt, whether it's going to be Elena or it's going to be Letty. Um, and just this extended family. Like, it's a great little thing for him to grow up in. And I think it's just, like, a, a great moment. I agree with you. But also, I forgot that that's how this movie started. I was like, wait, that's how this movie starts? Well, Does because really the last movie ends with Dom and Brian going for a race. Like, because Dom led up on the, uh, the, the gas when they were racing through Rio in the cop cars because he wanted to give Brian the money because he knew that, uh, that Mia was pregnant. And so they're like, we need to have one more race to see who's best. And so like that movie ends with a race. So I think that you think that this is maybe that race. Like you see like the actual like result yeah. of that. Oh, like it's, yeah. Okay. But it's actually that they're racing to the uh, hospital, which made me wonder, do they ever carpool? No. No, everybody well, they drives. They would their never own car. agree on which car to take or who gets to drive. So, but we've had this thought before too. Why doesn't everybody just take one car for like a lot of? Well, yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, there's that's such a that's such a terrible thing for the environment. Like, why do we need to drive seventy five cars to everyone go to? And they're leaving from the same place, and they pull out just like <laughs> seven cars. And it's like, okay, cool, we could have done. Because what's a little weird is at the end of the movie when they're doing the lo- when they're on the world's longest runway, right? Yeah. God, it just goes forever. Han and Giselle are in a car and like the and Hobbs is driving, you know, Roman and Tej like they're kind of carpooling there, but like that's the kind of the time where you want everybody to have their own car because you want more cars to weigh it down, right? Like And then they can all have like things to do, you know? Yeah. No, but you need like a you need a you need a passenger that can shoot. Sometimes it is really useful in these movies when they have a passenger cuz they like just jump out of the car, do jump themselves. into the yeah, car because they're driving. Yeah, exactly. There are reasons. When four starts, like they're doing the heist and stuff. Like yeah. for heists, I feel like you need two in a car. But I do, I, I do wonder. You know, maybe think about carpooling more. That's the next movie. It's just all, all of them driving around in a minivan. Brian does drive a minivan in one. Remember? Yeah. The, in the next movie, you know, when we think he's racing, but he's actually just pulling into his son's daycare or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's like letting up on the gas or whatever to go to inch forward. But my actual pick for most family moment is in that final action scene on the world's longest runway when Giselle sacrifices herself to save Han. Mm. That leads perfectly into my least family pick. Well, a couple times in this movie, Han saves Giselle. Like, he tackles her out of the way of the sniper. (laughs) When they're running away from the tank, he, like, knocks the guy so he can swerve the car out of the way so she doesn't get clipped by that other car. So this whole movie has been him one way or another saving her. her yeah here she makes the ultimate sacrifice you know ride or die she chooses to die but she chooses to die so that han can live go to tokyo have a life and then get brutally murdered by jason statham joey i told you about ride or die but i'm gonna yes 
Tell me. Tell me. Talk about it. Yeah, please. I'm going to tell everybody. We, I watched this movie with a circus friend. Circus. Well, talk, talk about what you do, because like, this, this podcast does not oh. listen to other podcasts. Okay. So, I so do just circus. saying a circus friend, people aren't going to know <laughs> what that means. I train circus most days for my life. Like That's what I train do with circus. my life. You do and that I, circus. And I teach circus. Teach circus. Like My main things that I do are right now are flying trapeze, handstands, and partnering on trampoline partnering on trampoline so i, wa- so I watched this a circus friend um who had watched four and five with me before okay. so i was like you gotta you gotta watch six um, i think this might be the most circus one with the like uh, into the plane out of the plane like yeah the, on well, the car that, i mean that that's part of why i like these movies so much is like I, like i can really really because of like what i do i can really 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 appreciate good stunts yeah and like fun and like creative stunts so like that's why i like these because i'm just i'm always impressed and it always gets better. like the rock just yeah. like flying squirrel like flying squirrel out of the yeah the t- like his car uh, yeah. down to like the flip car underneath it yeah like that's mm-hmm. crazy stuff but so we were just like talking about the movie after we watched it and i was like huh you know i'm gonna start to say ride or die before like every hard trip that we do right <laughs> you just lock eyes and we just ride totally or die. yeah and we totally do and it totally helps you know yeah you gotta get on the it. same page family i get it he's a, a my uh, flying trapeze catcher so it's like we he can't can't really yell it when we're catching but he's like just imagine i'm saying it every time <laughs> okay <laughs> i love it it's good my least familial moment this time yeah. watching it is when giselle's clearly dead and then they like pull up hans like in tears and they're like where's giselle it takes them like five minutes to say where's giselle also yeah like everybody's like quiet knowing that giselle is obviously like everything exploded like there's no way she's coming out of this and they're just like "Hmm, where's giselle this gets into a larger problem for me about how the women are treated in this but because there's like a moment right before this where dom has not appeared yet is that Mm -hmm. right okay it's not brian it's dom right yeah brian comes i mean sorry dom comes out of the plane he like jumps right and so there's a moment where you're like uh dom's not here and then he like explodes out of the plane it's like big and glorious and everyone's like oh boy he's alive okay and they're Mm -hmm. like celebrating that he's alive so hard that they don't even notice that giselle is dead for like five minutes yeah like and that and I feel that that's generally how the women in this movie are in in all these movies are treated. I agree. I don't think that that's like I don't think that's an incorrect reading. I just think in the same sort of weird sense that she was a bad guy a couple movies ago, and I think she's kind of like almost like a lesser family member, not because she's a woman, but just because she's new. Yeah. Not that I would want to see this, but I, I wonder how they would have treated it. Like if Mia was the one who died, you know what I mean? Because she's like she's core family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. But no, I, I, I wish that people cared about her more. I wish that she was written better. Giselle? No, not just. Gis- oh, I was talking about Mia. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're fine. Well, I mean, I wish they were all written better. What do you think about the way Giselle's written? Because we talked about this in the last episode with Walt Hickey, where he said, you know, he gives Gal Gadot so much props because the character has, like, no personality, no traits to her at all. And the fact that, like, she's she like is Mossad. memorable in any way yeah. is I agree. because I agree Gal Gadot is, like, incredible in that role. I, no, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, be, I mean, I mean, and that can be said. I think about any woman in these movies, besides maybe Letty. They give Letty a little bit more to work with. The other weird thing, this is something we we talk about a lot, is like how 
little of these movies, all in all, Letty's actually in. Like, she's not in two, she's not in three, she dies like 20 minutes into the four, she's not mm-hmm. in five, Yeah, mm-hmm. she's bad in this one. Like, Letty, <laughs> for being such a core character to the series, is really, you know, not in these movies a ton. I mean, when she's in them, she's in them, but like, there's a lot of these movies where she's just not in. Yeah, for sure. That's true for all the women, except for Mia, Yep. who is also barely in this one. Yeah, she's not really in this one. She gets kind of skipped out of eight, too. They, like, mentioned that yeah. they were going to call her, but then they don't. Well, because that's because Paul Walker died, and she's off She's still his life. sister. I think, so she's going to be back for the future movies. I think that they've confirmed that, but there's... I don't mind her not in eight, because they're like, we don't want to disturb them. We said that we weren't going to bother them. Like, I think that there's enough mm-hmm. of an explanation there. I wonder, and I don't have any research for this, because, Jordan, we don't do any research for this until we're going to... We're, we're saving off for a lap where we straight up don't have things to talk <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> I wonder if, because you know in the next movie, like The Rock is barely in it because he was off filming another movie, right? Like he mm-hmm. had a contract, like a, a conflict, a scheduling conflict or whatever. I wonder if Jordana Brewster, the actress, had some kind of conflict for this movie because like well, it almost feels like weirdly that she's not in a ton of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, we don't know. That, that might just be uh, a sort of a vague defense of a thing that's not true but but well that's what i was gonna say is like you have these like core dudes yep. who are in well not really paul walker is the only one who's in everyone except tokyo drift yeah yeah yes generally there's like a core group of dudes that by the fourth or fifth one they're all there yeah and there's not one woman who sticks around they killed yeah. off like the only one that was like had had some promise besides letty yeah right? she was great yeah she was great and they killed her yeah it happens. She had to go be Wonder Woman. Exactly. Which she's doing more good to the world there anyway. <laughs> Much better. No. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I will not. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like now, like in the later movies, now that Ramsey's around, like I feel like, you know, Ramsey's sort of their answer, but like also Ramsey's kind of like a really sort of flat one-dimensional character. Like she's just like the hacker Cute who's also hacker. the one, like the object of their affection. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I have well, yeah, it's like you have, to, you have to ask yourself, like, would this character work if they were not super hot? I don't think that works for either male or female in these movies. I think yeah. that's, well, yeah, maybe that's true. If Paul Walker wasn't dreamy, like, there, you lose, like, half the jokes that anybody makes at him throughout that's the movies. That's true. And Tyrese, I mean, like, half of the reason why I love these movies is because I want to watch Tyrese smile. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> like, he's Same. so beautiful. Yeah. I was thinking about this before, and my brain was immediately like, yeah, but is Vin Diesel good looking? Uh, uh, I know I'm not asking the right crowd. I, I don't think. think yes. I think so. I don't. I mean, he's obviously he's not in, my type. He's in fantastic shape. Yeah, got a sure. rock and bod for sure. I think if I was Keeping a woman, right also tight. I, I think that I would. I think that I would take Vin Diesel. I like his voice. I like his his large muscles. Over Brian, over Roman, over Ted. No, definitely not. But like, I wouldn't be like he's unattractive on his own. Yeah. Yes. Jordan, you have a pick for least family moment? I mean, I do think it's the Giselle thing. Joey, you got I mean, one? There's, there's one that jumps to my mind, Go but I, I don't want to use this as my answer because she's only in this movie, but like when Gina Carano turns heel and goes with Shaw, like that's a, that's a, real, a real blow. Yeah, that is. I thought about that yeah. too, but that's a, that's, a cheap, that's a cheap out. So I'm trying to think, yeah, I'm trying to think of a, like a, a family, like a core family member doing something sort of feels to betray who they are. Let's, um, we can come back to it. We can talk about the movie. Come back to it. Jordan, you like this movie. I like this movie. What makes you like this movie? What were some things I just think, that were about it? I just think that like at this point, they realized what they had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and they just like went for it hard and it makes it so fun the, like the action like I, the wackiness yeah like i squee with joy a lot of times during this movie like what parts the first time the rock is like interrogating that guy the, the, the fake vin diesel like, british yeah, the fake vin diesel and he's just like literally picking him up and throwing him into concrete walls that are breaking yeah I'm, like, celebrating the whole time that he's doing that. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It's so silly. You like the gratuitous violence. The guy outside asking Gina Carano, is this legal? And she's like, no, but are you going to go on there and stop him? Like, even, like, the movie, that's like the movie saying, like, you know, we know this is crazy, but, like, I mean, it's The Rock. Like, what do you, what do you, what like, do you expect go. The Rock yeah. to do? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like that Roman is a putz. I love Roman. I think he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think he gets better over the series. Thank you. Do you like him in 8? Mm, what does he do in 8? He's Maximum Roman. So here's my, here's my problem with 8. I mean, I have a lot of problems with 8 as a movie in different ways. My problem with Roman is that, like, here he's still mostly a character. Like, I feel like in four and 5, he is, like, he has morals in a way. Like, he has things that he believes in. He has, like, he has tennis that he uh, believes in he abides in. In eight, he's just like he's always the punchline. Like he is, it yeah. feels like a character. It feels like a caricature. Yeah, I do remember that. But they all kind of are that. I, I feel that like, point. yeah, but I feel like he. I don't know. I don't know why I have a problem with him. Maybe there's just more of him. I don't know. But it is a Roman movie. Eight is definitely a Roman movie for sure. What else do you love? What other moments aside from the rock throwing guys into walls? I, have, I wait. I have something. This is the first time I noticed something that plays into our the rock might be our first gay character theory. Oh. Do you know about this theory or no, Jordan? No. So this is a Mike Manzi theory, a Resident Evil yes. Mike Manzi theory. Um, I have I have a moment here, too, in terms of... I wonder if it's the same moment. Maybe. When they're, like, shopping for the cars. Is this it? No. Okay. So when they're shopping for the cars, because, like, now I'm watching them these movies with the lens that, you know, The Rock might turn out to be our first gay character. Sinsuke. Sinsuke. Tej is, like, a car. Like, you have to take care of it. And, like, all of these things. And The Rock's, like kind of sounds like a marriage to me and Tej is like yeah but a car won't take half your shit when it leaves or something like that and the rock's like hmm. and like so his disdain for marriage was interesting i don't think that means he's gay i, I don't think, that, think so that either but i'm saying like a theory that he's asexual yeah but which but the rock is knew, asexual though. in everything exactly right. yeah that's part of the which i think was on a how this get made what was the episode seth rogan you said seth rogan yes in action jackson where action jackson was so asexual like and, and seth rogan compared him to the rock yep my thing joe in this movie go ahead that i said you know on this weekend is luke hobbs gay is when he's talking to gina carano once again paired with a attractive younger partner right another yeah. one that he, chose. he kind of like picked because yep. yeah okay he meets her you know he, on the he bridge. talks about her credentials they, yeah. they're together for a while then later in the movie sort of maybe about halfway through he says to her badass and brains woman you keep that up i'm gonna be out of a job does not take the opportunity, like Roman or Tej, to be like, badass and brains, like, you're my ideal kind of woman. He sees it as... She could take as, over like, she's for a co-worker. Him? Yeah. That she is... That either this is, like, a uh, he could be gay thing, he could be an asexual thing, but, like, sees her as an equal, as a peer, as someone who could replace him in her in his job, not and, like, wait, oh, you mean like he's, like, just a normal person? Is. Which is great, yeah. except he did it by calling her woman. 
which he does like a lot of times. But that's like just that's like a the rock thing. I call, that's just, like, I call a lot that's of people not, you women. Can, that is women. not an excuse. You can't do that Why? anymore. Cannot address somebody by calling them women. Why not? No, I'm 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 really curious because I do it a lot. I think if you're like maybe if you're friendly with someone and you like know that that kind of thing maybe sits okay with them, you can do it. But I think now in 2018 in a huge franchise movie like this, like. Men cannot talk to women that way. Now, Jordan, does this take into effect uh, man-woman scenes? <laughs> no, because, like, man-woman scene has nothing to do with the language. Okay. Because if you're calling me woman, if you're calling me woman, you're using that as the number one identifier about who I ah, am, and that is the okay. last way that I want you to identify me. Fair. No problem. That's what, I, That's this what, is what I was getting to. I just wanted to know yeah. what your reasoning was. And no, that it's makes a, sense. It's a, it's a good question, and thank you for making me clarify it. Yeah, that's what I did. I wanted to get to that point, and yeah, that I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because they have they do have a rapport in this movie, but they are not at the point where like that can be an established like this is something you can say to me. Like I, I agree with you there, Jordan. It's like they are clearly chummy and buddy, even though she's at an ulterior motive. Yeah, but they've also only known each other for maybe a couple days, and I feel like it is too early, especially in the in the in the guise of what you're saying. Yeah, maybe to... in maybe in real life you have a relationship with someone where it's okay. Would no. girl have worked if he was like? Damn, no, that's, girl. That's like, like, you could come take my job. No. No? That's worse. We I don't want to be identified by our gender. That's fair. That's why I was I was trying to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. No, it's a good question. I call Rachel woman all the time, but... I, and lady. And call her lady a lot. La, lady, woman, like, a lot. But, I mean... But you're also married. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, which I assume is fine with her, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, she's she's never gotten upset about it. It's like, it's, it's important to notice it and to call it out in something like this. Amen. Because this is, yeah. like, a movie that everybody... Not everybody, but, you know, it's a movie that millions of people are going to see. Millions, And yeah. we can't pretend, like, that doesn't affect anything. No, exactly. Exactly. Right. That's why I, these are things that we don't catch, and that mm-hmm. we love when somebody else brings up. <laughs> I just saw it as like a, a not a quirk, but like a weird rock. Thing it sounded like, like buddy, right? It's just like hey, no, bud. No, but that's the thing is like if not. you think about it, like yeah, like it's so much more than that. And if you just like oh, it's a thing that this guy's like you're just making an excuse for it, you know? Amen. If, like who cares how he meant it? It doesn't matter. It's what it sounds like. No, I agree. It's just nothing I ever thought about. That is the thing that the rock says in like a lot of things, though, right? I don't know. Yeah, or no. I think I don't so. Think but that's like, I wonder, that. like, will he still talk like that in the new ones? I don't know. We're heading in the right direction with these. So something we talked about last episode, Joe, about The Rock that I, I specifically brought up is that, like, in the last movie, he's better here. Jordan, it feels like, especially in 5, they don't know what the character is yet. Yeah. Like, they don't know what he's going to become, and he just sort of seems like this, like, strict, like, military guy. And mm-hmm. here, they're kind of, he's sort of bridging into, like, more of an a personality uh, like a, a, less of a robot yeah, yeah more of a personality yeah. and so i feel like this is sort of as you know not great as calling her woman is i feel like it's a step in the right direction in as much as it's be, it's turning him into a human like a, a human being and not just like a robot sure should he have said something different yes but it's not like hello uh military soldier yeah uh female designation um <laughs> like where it just could be yeah. like you know it was yeah. very robotic at real, the beginning i yeah. agree but yeah. it's like you know a woman didn't write that line you know for sure oh no <laughs> yeah. woman's, i wonder if any woman has had input on any of these scripts i don't think so for some reason first of all they should get on that they should sure i, I agree furious people who are listening someone get on that Bring in a female co-writer, bring in a non-binary co-writer, get some, get mix it up a little bit. 
For some reason, during the scene where they take all of his clothes, that dude's clothes, only like a twelve-year-old boy would write this like this. Who, who did they take all? Of, when did they take all of the, his clothes? the auctioneer's clothes? Oh, when he delivers all the cars. Yeah, that's very twelve-year-old boyish, and I really like it. Like I'm gonna need that shirt <laughs> and those pants, and then you get to walk out in your underwear. Like that's like the oldest joke <laughs> in the book. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I don't have a problem with it, but for some reason, like that was my thought during that scene. Is like. How would a woman have written this scene? Like, how would this be different right now? Well, I just don't think it would have happened. No, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. It just wouldn't have even been a thought. They'd have been like, "This is really creepy. We should probably not include that." Gender politics aside, or or the writing process aside, I was wondering: Is Roman going to get reimbursed for those, or does he just like own those cars? Because those cars are all going to get wrecked. Like we see a lot of those cars Tej? get wrecked. You know what I mean? Yes. Tej, yeah. Sorry. You're bringing me into a great point too. I think that he just spent his own money on it, knowing that they're going to get like some kind of money or freedom from this adventure. Also, he's a supercomputer hacker. Who knows? He could do whatever he wants at this point, so. Well, he does, you know, hack. He, they call him, you know, used to be Robin Hood, and then he, you know, in in the worst Spanish in by any character in this entire series, in when he's down in Miami, he, like, hacks the ATM to shoot out the dollar bills. Yeah. I guess he could have hacked or stolen, stolen that money. I don't know, but. How much money did they each get at the end of the last movie? I think nine or eleven million, maybe. Yeah, I thought it was about nine or eleven million. It's not. That sounds about right. I was gonna say eight when I first thought about it. Because it was a hundred million split, however many ways, and I think it was either nine or eleven people. So you know, it's either nine million or eleven million each. Like it's a lot of money, but it's also not like like he probably spent a couple million dollars, maybe, or at least at least a million on all those cars. Well, that's a lot of money. Like I remember, like during one of the watchings of this movie, being like upset. Okay, you have a lot of money, but like you don't have that money, and you can't work anymore. So like maybe stop with like the private jet and just like chill out a little bit the point of the wrecking the cars this brings me to something that i noticed this watch through that i didn't catch before in the first kind of flip car race scene situation that goes on did you guys catch that essentially tej and roman die like they get full-on civilian the like the emp when owen is first in his uh his flip car yes when he's first in his flip car, Brian drives off his hockey puck. Is those hockey pucks? When Brian drives yeah. those off, Tej and Roman have, like, ridiculous crashes. Like, flip the car, drive into a wall, full speed, through a building. We just don't address that. Well, I feel like in this universe, or at least in in the universe of this movie in particular, physics and, like, Body, bodily injury don't apply because like the fall that Shaw takes at the end of the movie where he like flies out the back of that plane where the plane is like not really near the ground and he flies onto the concrete we, we see he's alive because he's in eight like he's not only in eight but he's like able to, to, to contribute to things you know what I mean like yeah it's crazy. in seven we start in the hospital though remember yeah but he's but he he recovers like it's like pretty he crawls far fast and hard and survives enough that like a little like one movie's worth of rehab does everything okay fair yeah yeah i did so i didn't notice that like in that particular scene with tension roman but like that's what becomes so so ridiculous about these movies is that like crashes that kill bad guys and probably civilians like our guys come out of as if nothing happened to them like yeah yeah, like they cannot be harmed they're superheroes which i love it's the West theory of automancers that as they touch cars, they get more powerful. Oh, D&D characters, yeah. yes. Wait, I have a question about the first, like the first scene where they're trying to get 
um, Shaw for the first time. Yeah, Why okay. do they need to be there for that? What do you mean? Like, what, what in the car flipping scene, you mean? Yeah, like, the first scene where Shaw's got that crazy car and he's, like, scooping up cars. They're there because The Rock wants to catch Shaw, and he knows the only way to catch Shaw is to assemble this team. That's not true in this scene, though. Like, this is where I lose the plot, and, like, I'm never really able to pick it back up again, and I'm fine with that. He brings them in... To arrest Shaw. Yeah, but, like, until Shaw... They don't know that he has that crazy car. All the stuff that happens, they couldn't have predicted that that was, was going to happen. Their original plan was just to, like, send in fake Vin Diesel, have him ID Shaw, and then they were going to go in after Shaw. Did they bring in the car guys because they were 100% sure that Shaw was going to try to get away in a car and that our guys would have to go after them? I'm guessing that might have been a contingency, like... They think that if he gets away like that, we might as well have I just, the like, best. they make it sound like they're so necessary to the plan. And if that plan had gone the way that they had predicted and wanted it to... The SWAT we, team would have just arrested like, We them. wouldn't have needed anyone else for anything. Like, it doesn't make sense. Well, I think they're, they're, they're necessary to it because without them being there... It just wouldn't be in the movie. Like, <laughs> well, just, right, 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 right. It's necessary for us to see is basically the, the bottom line But there, that's I what I mean where, like, that's right where I lose the plot because I'm like, you just worked really hard for something that makes no sense at all. And I'm fine with it. We try to talk our way through these movies. There's plenty of plot things that I just miss or forget. I've asked many people why, what is Cypher doing in 8? And nobody can describe her other that's, than she's the bad guy. That's true. She has no ultimate. <laughs> she's not trying she to nice get hair. really anything. She's not trying to get anything. She's you not think she to... has nice hair? I like her hair. She's dreads? Sweat. Yeah, I like her dreads. You must like Gone in 60 Seconds. Mm, no, her hair's better than that. Than Angelina Jolie's? I yeah, think it's the by like a little bit. Okay. You know, one thing that I do think that, and like this is something that I've somehow been able to do, I feel like these movies, there are answers. Yeah to all of the questions that you have. It's just whether or not, like, Do you, believe you pay attention answer? to the plot building in between, like, the action scenes. When we watch this movie again, Jordan, I can probably answer you why they are here to, like, you know, basically save the world. Like, why this team, aside from just, like, they're our family, why they're here. Like, there's, there's probably, like, a throwaway line that The Rock says to someone that we don't know, like, oh, we need this team because X, Y, and Z. Other than just, like, there's only one crew who can do it. Oh, I know what it is. I know exactly what, what it is. What? When they're first on the bridge in Russia, and he sees the car in the side of the building, he's like, man, there's some good drivers. We need equally good drivers in case this thing goes, like, south. I don't even remember what you're talking about on a bridge in Russia. When he first meets, um, what's her name, Joey? Fake Ronda Rousey? Riley. Gina Carano. Gina Carano. When he first okay. meets Gina Well, don't call her fake Ronda Rousey, because Ronda Rousey is, like, Bobo Gina Carano, because she's so bad in the next one. True. Fair. And Gina Carano Fair. is, like... The MMA high point in the series. Okay. So Gina Carano, when she first like walks out, which actually I always think this scene is the end of five, where they're on a bridge and there's like a whole bunch of destruction. I think that they're going to walk up on the safe. Like I thought that that was the continuation of that part, but it's not. They're in a different place. Gina Carano walks up to the rock. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. You know, you're like, these are why I picked you, whatever, whatever. And he's looking around and seeing all the car destruction. And there's a car like that flew into a building and it's like parked in this building now. And he's like, and she even makes a comment. She's like, how'd that get up there? Yes. And he's like, I don't know who did it, but they look like they're like really good drivers or something like this. And then he's like, we're going to need some good drivers too. I think you're probably maybe 
conflating a couple scenes. Like, in what? that, okay. we're supposed to think that's our team, because he says to Gina Carano, there's only one crew in the world that could do something like this. Yes. And then we cut to the, the police station, and we walk in, and we think it's Dom, and then oh, it's Oh, yeah, Dom. and it's like Bobo Vin Diesel. Right. Yes. And so I think the movie is setting up that, like, our people did this. That, like, it's a heist. Like, yes. Just like, you know, in yeah. in 8, right, where they steal the thing that the rock, or that, that Vin Diesel takes for Charlize, for Cypher, you know, where we don't see that heist in that, like, nuclear power plant or whatever, yeah. right? The movie, this movie, is setting up, like, our family did this, and we're going to be filling in the gaps later. So it's just, like, I don't think that he's saying anything there about, like, this is why we need Them. Dominic Toretto. It's like, I know who okay. did this. So I'm, We're assuming I'm logically it's our piecing the next part together. Like he goes and gets Dom when he realizes it's not them. I think that the whole point of that is like it's a fake out. Like, and this is a bit of a tangent, but like in the beginning of the Dark Knight, right? Like it's it's been established that like the Joker has been running amok in this world for like a year. Yeah. Like the nine months or whatever between Batman Begins and the Dark Knight, Batman and Gordon and like all of GCPD have been like chasing after the Joker. Yeah. So I think in the same way that like that just establishes like a baseline like this is going to be the villain in this movie this scene in Fast and Furious 6 is like the rock Hobbs knows that Shaw's crew is like hitting heists and banks and whatever like they're in Russia or they're wherever well, we don't and, like, know he knows this. who it is yeah it's just like a little bit of a misdirect for us because we think it's the one thing but there are a bunch of characters we don't know yet so I think it's, it's a way of establishing these are the villains yes and also to match up with those we're gonna this is how our family comes in so I don't think that's the scene where we need yeah, these people because there. X, yeah. but it's a couple other things. It's it's tangentially related. Perfect. That makes sense. Yeah. So I think we got there. The Good. Rock is pretty much like, well, I only know one other group of people who could even match this, so I must have them because otherwise we can't beat these guys. The guys. That's what I think. Sure. And I think he knows that the the way that he can convince them to do it is obviously be like well, Letty's with them. Right, 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 right. The way that they're able to get them there is because he's like, look, Letty's back. But the reason they need them is because they need a team that could match the driving of this team. And they have they happen to be, like, the bizarro version of the <laughs> our family. They're just, like, the op- like the mirror images of our family. Yeah, so I'm guessing, like, in this world, there are probably a lot of people, or maybe not a lot of people, but a handful of different crews that could fulfill what the rock needs right but this one he's goes after dom because it's personal because letty is there like he's like i i'm gonna be able to get them for sure yeah because you know letty's there okay so yeah that makes sense it's not like these are the only racers in the world but they're like some of they're the only, the only in the racer world. spy hacker combo teams fighters mma fighters that exist our guys are they're they're Family. bad guys well they're morally ambiguous but they're criminals oh definitely don't you think oh yeah like, they're on the run. This is this is why Don gets the house back criminals. at the end. They're literal criminals right now yeah. in this movie. Is there no team of good guys that they could put together who are like good at driving and like good well, at obviously hacking? not in the FBI. FBI doesn't know what a Gallo twelve or a Gallo twenty four <laughs> is. The FBI. The, the best thing that the FBI had was Brian, and now he's a yeah. criminal. Otherwise, they wouldn't have sent him all around the planet, and he wouldn't have moved up the ranks so high but to be like the Brian. <laughs> Is like the most useless one. <laughs> like he's not. He's he's not. But like, really, all he can do is in drive. what sense? Like, I mean, I guess he can punch people in the face. Well, one, he's a trained cop. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's true. So he knows how to like gun and punch. 
and he also is a, like a pro driver and then learned a lot about cars from Dom. Yeah. He's essentially he's like he's miniature Dom. He's like he's like the new age Dom. That's what he is. He's just training to be a better Dom. Brian? Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean like Jordan like we we talked about and I don't know if you know this but it, or have thought about it but uh the first movie is basically a remake of Point Break. Whoa, really? Dom is uh, Patrick Swayze uh-huh. and Brian is uh, Keanu Reeves. and like to the point where like he lets him go at the end and stuff you know what I mean like it's like it's really s- kind of scary close to like it's the same it's the same movie so in that way like yeah Patrick Swayze's a bad guy but like is he really a bad guy like he's because he's kind of a lovable bad guy in a way you know what I mean yeah, yeah. well yeah I mean we're meant to f- we like him you know yes have we gone through I don't think I did mine did you both say your least family moment I, yeah I, I said when been... when Gal, when they're like where's Gal at and like Han is visibly upset Jordan, did you pick did you, did you pick one yet I'm having a hard time thinking of one you don't have to pick one I mean you can pick one if you want you don't have to if you because this is a pretty family movie when it's all, all said family and done. yeah this is all family to me I'm trying to think if there's one that sticks out to me let me look at my notes what else I want to talk yeah, about I noticed this time around too. okay I think that arguably the worst line in any Fast and the Furious movie ever. Did we, I think we talked about this in the last... Did we? The first time around. I think, if it's the line I'm thinking about. When Letty says, aren't you team muscle? Don't make me come over there and make you team pussy. To, like, the guy... It's just so bad and weird, and it just feels weird. It has bad mouthfeel. It, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like anything about it. Like, you know when people are like, I don't like the word moist? That whole yep. line just makes me feel cringy like this. I thought you were going to say... Planar or planet? Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought you were going to say. No. Like, that's, like, this whole movie sounds like that to me. It does. It seems like they did, like, a... Okay, like, the, like the director and the writers are like, look, we're going we're gonna to come up with a couple lines here. And they're like, well, fuck, we forgot the, the other couple lines. So, like, just try that first one. <laughs> And they're and she's like, "Are you team muscle?" And he's like, "Yeah, that kind of works." And they just like cut, just like move on. They're like, "We'll come back to it if we think of another one." And then they just don't. Well, I feel like you know we talked about on the first movie, Fast and Furious, lap two with Tobin and Island about how like seven minutes into the first movie, Vince drops a hard F. You know what I mean? Like it feels yes, sort of in a way like that. Like you know, you're beyond using like gay slurs or like using pussy as a synonym for weak. Like I understand that that is in a way just, who these characters are yeah. but like it's it's in a similar way i think to like what jordan was saying earlier about like calling people women or calling like you know it's yeah. like women yes like, i agree i like, think there are way worse. so many yeah. ways to use like are you team muscle you team like chicken or coward or whatever like just don't even say that be like don't make me come over there and beat your ass like well, yeah say i mean something that's a, like, like that like who talks like that it's an awful line no matter yeah, what that's the other thing like the, the, the way it comes out is like what like what were you thinking? Nobody talks like it's such a movie line, but also doesn't work. Like it doesn't land, so it's like ugh, I don't like it. At yeah. my third note, so like it was pretty quick. Was did the acting get worse since the last time I saw this? But I actually don't think it's the acting. I think it's the writing. They don't give them easy things to say, easy normal things to say. They didn't file this one down, which I don't think that they do a lot. This one definitely feels the roughest dialogue-wise for me. It's written by Chris Morgan. It's the guy who wrote all the movies. Like this is like, and this is the same thing like with Eight. Like I I hate a lot of the writing in Eight, but it's the same guy. Like it feels. <laughs> Like, eight at times feels like fan fiction. This feels like, I just don't know how, to, like, it feels like I've run out of ways to write these characters in new ways. You kinder, I've been writing for so kinder often, but forgot like, how. Kinder forgot. Yeah. I like that 
in this one though we we've firmly gotten into the world where dom only uses the dom family voice like the voice yeah. that you imagine dom talking about family <laughs> like he like in this movie we get many instances of that like in the previous ones he like talking normally he might be like go or something like that but like in this one pretty much every line is delivered in the dom family voice which is also i think extremely fitting in that this is the movie that ends with him and the rock having their uh head off in the same frame where it's like 90% their heads at oh the my very, God. very end. Why are they standing like that? Because they're they're two uh, alpha males vying <laughs> for screen time. They are standing in an insane way that no two humans would ever stand in front of each other. Yeah. It's so silly. But it's also this movie, really. It is. And it's, it's like they're standing in such a way that they're like whispering into each other's ears, too. <laughs> yeah. I want the rock to whisper into my ears, so don't even get about I mean, this yeah, part. We have we have on our trampoline somebody like ripped a magazine page out that's just a picture of the rock and they taped it up and like wrote next to it, The Rock says good job. And no one <laughs> helps. <laughs> Do you only see it when you jump? I'm imagining it that it's like only eye level if you're like 20 no, feet No, it's in the just air. like we have a wall next oh, to our fuck. trampoline okay. and it's just it's just right on the wall right there. I was really hoping that it was like like it's like above like a ledge or something and if you jump <laughs> high enough you just see the rocks like you did a good job like because you're 20 <laughs> feet in the air. That's what I was hoping for. No, but I can add that. That would be fun. You know, one thing that I noticed, this is a scene that we've already talked about, but when uh, Tej spends millions of dollars on those cars... And he says to The Rock, what's the use in having millions of dollars in the bank if you aren't going to spend it? Compare that to earlier in the movie, Roman asking people for spare change so he can get candy. Yes. Like, Roman and Tej are never less alike than they are in those moments. Like, I feel like Tej yeah. is like, let's just spend money, opposites. and Roman's like, I need to stay a millionaire. Yeah. Did either of you notice what Roman's plane, the words on the outside of Roman's plane? Oh, it's Roman's bitches. It- yeah. It's Roman bitches. Yeah. I remember pointing it out when I watched it. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I never saw before, but it's... Whew. There's a moment in the middle of the movie where where Dom is talking to Shaw, and Shaw talks about his, like, he's like, my brother has a code. I'm like, ooh, he's talking about Jason Statham before we know that Jason Statham exists. That's you know true, I mean? like, yeah. He's, he's setting up a future movie. I never setting caught up that. A, yeah. a brother. Yeah. When we did the Watch the Throne episode of Fate of the Furious, and you, me, and Mike talked about what Charlize her role in the universe, like, if there is more to it. Like, I don't think she has lines like that. Like, she doesn't talk about her family. She doesn't talk about, like, her brothers or her yeah, mother or her whatever. they very open. Yeah, so... We haven't yet talked about the the best line in the movie. What is it? Tell me. You better hide that big-ass forehead. <laughs> <laughs> when he says that, that's... I think that that is probably the most genuine moment in a Fast and Furious movie. That's why it's the best. Because Ludacris laughs so hard. It's a real hard. laugh. It's a real laugh. He really spits liquid out of his mouth. Well, and so I Googled it because I was like, like, that seems like it was almost improv. Like, Ludacris is like dying laughing. Yeah. So I Googled it. They, I guess they were shooting that scene. And like, I think The Rock was supposed to come in and kind of like fuck around. Yeah. With uh, Tyrese. Tyrese. Roman. Oh, God, I couldn't remember his name anymore. It's okay. With Roman. But Ludacris was like, yeah, like, really, really go for it. Like, really mess with him. <laughs> and so that was The Rock, like, really going for it after Luda kind of, like, egged him on. <laughs> he, he delivers it so well, and it's just so perfect. Yeah. What's kind of weird, and I guess it must have been the case, is that they, they must have had the camera on both of them because they have The Rock delivering the line, 
and then they have, or maybe he, maybe he's laughing at a different take. But you know what I mean? Like he, yeah, because he's giggling before it even comes out. The reaction they get is a genuine reaction, right? Yeah, absolutely. But if there's only one camera, they would have been filming the rock saying the line as opposed to ludicrous hearing it I'm gonna yeah watch it again it's very good jordan is this your fast and furious equivalent of watching leonardo dicaprio swirl the cigarette around in his mouth yeah well yeah <laughs> but for different reasons <laughs> joe there is uh there's a gif uh from GIF, yeah from titanic okay of leonardo dicaprio just like twirling a cigarette around in his mouth that when jordan and i and kara Yes. will be on all of Lap 5 with us, Yeah, uh, watched and talked about Titanic Kara's for their show. never seen any of these, right? No, not even No, one. that's why she's not a she's, minute it's, of it's it. Her, Amazing. It's her new engine or whatever. Driving school. Driving school. Yeah. It's it's just Leo twirling around a cigarette He's like now. flicking a cigarette with his tongue. Okay. Jordan just watched the gif on repeat the entire time we recorded because it's just mesmerizing to her. So Yeah, oh, I get so it. beautiful. He's so pretty. He is. I I'm agree. watching it now. It was just his birthday the other day. I think he's 44. He's not pretty 40. No way. 44? So young. So much younger than I imagined. He looks like he's 1,000 years old. Yeah, he looks like he's way older than 44. I mean, you don't you don't look young when you're in the pussy posse. I guess not. One thing I sort of uh, made a note of at the end here is that, like, I admired when they're on the runway that the... That with all this crazy shit happening, right? Yeah. The pilots are still like, we gotta we gotta take off. We gotta, like, we gotta go fast. We gotta this, this stuff. They're so dedicated to their job. They're like, we gotta take off, right? And then, like, I'm, I'm following through my notes as I'm... My notes from last time as I'm watching this movie. And, like, three lines later, I had said the same thing like I wonder when these pilots are going to give up like I, I, I forgot it entirely but I just thought it was so funny that like both times that I've taken notes on this movie I had the same thought like man these pilots really going for it <laughs> yeah I get it yeah they just they want to do their job maybe they're getting paid well you don't know maybe they get paid for every mile of the runway they take up <laughs> drive on yeah <laughs> They're getting overtime right now. Has anyone done the math for how long that runway has to be? Somebody on the internet did the math, right, Joe? I don't know. I definitely timed it last time Rachel and I watched it. It was from the time that they pull on to the beginning of the runway, like when they turn the corner to where Dom steps out of the car and the plane is stopped, it is 13 minutes worth of runway time. Okay, and they're going pretty fast. I would imagine they're going over 80 miles an hour so you can do the math. I was, tr- I was trying to think about that this time, and I still don't have, like, an explanation for why it's so long, other than just... It's an it Air Force base. It's an Air Force base. But, like, I also think that, like, when you have a planet-sized plane, you need a lot of runway to build up the speed yep. to actually, like, take off into, like, you know, to, to blast off into the stratosphere, right? Yeah. So, like, it would be long, whether it's, you know, 20 miles long? Probably not, but, you know, yeah. it's not crazy to have a long runway it's just crazy to have that long of a runway do you want me to tell you what i just learned about this tell me someone in the math and by their math the fast and furious runway is 28.829 miles long okay um for context the longest paved runway in the world is 3.4 miles long (laughs) okay so it's nine (laughs) times that okay and the longest partially paved runway is seven and a half miles long okay yeah, that makes sense. I wonder how long the runway was that they shot this on. It like, was fucking you know, green screen. Well, no, because well, I mean the the plane is moving. Yeah, they had they had something. They're like mm. towing like, it at like five miles an hour and then just blowing wind on everyone. It was probably like an like a really short runway. And they just do like laps. to bring it back to the like I mentioned the Matrix before, but like when the Matrix reloaded, 
when they did that like highway chase where like Trinity's on the bike and she's bringing the keymaker around and like Morpheus is getting chased by the twins and stuff and like there's the cops after them. The Wachowskis went out into the the Australian desert and built like three miles of highway to shoot that. Okay. Which I think is crazy. Like I don't think that necessarily happened here, but like it's not unheard of for a big budget movie to just like be real crazy about it. Like I understand that like most likely it's you know, green screen, but I don't think it's All impossible it that they have. Be. Right. Look at Mad yeah. Max. It's crazy. Look at Mad Max. Um, Jordan, do you have any other notes about Fast and Furious? I'm sure you have a lot of other notes, but do you have any other notes that you want to talk about with Fast and Furious 6 before we get on to our couple of games? Look. Let me look. Oh, there's one other thing that I want to bring up that I find really unsettling. Okay. Um, okay. And it's how Shaw treats Letty. Okay. He is so creepy. He exploits her because she has no memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then is a real creep. Like, makes her feel like she's trapped. He's talking to her, like, real rapey. I agree. Oh, God, it's just so gross, the way that she is treated in this. Pretty much all he needed to do, like, last was, like, rub her face. Like, if he would have, yeah. like, if he would have, like, pet her, that would have been the <sighs> only way it could have got creepier. I agree. And, like, like, I feel in this movie, like, she's framed as kind of, like... Or, like, often in these movies, she's framed as, like, kind of the, like, strong one with, like, the tough exterior. Like, she's still framed that way in this movie, but she is just, like, so lost and so exploited. She seems broken. Like, even, yeah. Even by our guys. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I can't, like, quite put... Like, I don't have quite, like, good words for it. The entire, if you want to call it, relationship between her and Shaw is just like weird and shitty like he like the, their backstory is that he went to the hospital to kill her realized she had no memory and, and was realized like, that he could take advantage of her and use her against Dom the very foundation of like their relationship again if you want to use that word is like fucked up like it's 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 crazy like it's it's not good like everything about their the way that they from the jump in terms of like how they interact with one another like it's it's not good. Yeah. It's a toxic relationship on, like, every front. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess she's only there because she doesn't. She literally doesn't know better. Like, she has nowhere... But, like, okay, put yourself in her place. Yeah. I just feel like she probably has other choices. Why isn't she doing them? Do you know? Like, if well, she... because the, the choice would be to, to start life from scratch, I think, right? But, like, or if no? she truly has no memory. Okay, she yeah. truly has no memory. Like, Except how to would... drive and fight. Why? <laughs> Except for those things, why would this be what she is okay with? Like, why would this be what she? Because goes it's with a bizarro the family. The the family mirrors the the family that she came from so so oh. closely that I think so that think it does feel comfortable. Yeah, maybe, maybe, sure. Like you, like unconsciously, are like, oh, the, the, it feels like I'm close to what I had. Like even if you'd forgotten everything, like you would, like you know, the like, do you know your mom's voice type thing? Mm-hmm. Like this feels familiar in a way. Yes. Yeah. Like she can't, she can't put her finger on why it feels familiar, but it and it might not feel right, but it feels familiar, like kind of familiar, I, you know. I, I can buy that, but yeah, that's he's what I'm thinking. Real gross to her. Yeah, he and is I don't definitely like it. for sure. I also think it's really lazy that, like, every character kind of has, like, a thing that is their thing. But both Han and Roman's thing is eating. Yes! I'm glad you brought this up. This is the, <laughs> I'm so glad. I, I had this in my notes. This is the first time. When does Roman pass the torch to Han as the eater? I don't know. No, I mean, Han was the... No, you said the other Han way around. I was always the eater. No. Han was the eater first. No, he wasn't. Because Roman was Weez Be Hungry, and why are 
you always eating because you're in jail. That's number two. Okay, so then, but then Han's always eating in three. Yes. Neither is in four. And then in five, I don't know if Roman eats, but I remember in five specifically when Han and Giselle are on the beach before she does the handprint on the Han, bikini Han is now the eater. Han's eating. Yeah, this is, and Han is eating the Japanese snacks when they walk in in five. He's eating the snacks on the beach, and that's when Giselle says, like, you were a formerly two-pack-a-day smoker. I know right. this about you. But up until that point, Tyrese Roman was the eater. And even in this one, he's trying to buy snacks. But we just had Han be the eater in the last one. Very confusing. Yeah. I thought about this a lot, this film. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up, Jordan. Thank you. Yeah, I found it to be really lazy to give them both. And then and there was like one moment where they kind of shared in it. And, and then that was it. But like you can only have one eater. Like that's like a I character agree. trait that's like, you know, like the guy that's like always munching. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah I know him. Snacks. Exactly. <laughs> Anything else, Jordan, about this movie that you want uh, to cover? In the other movies? Because I can't remember. I know that there are a lot of aerial shots in the fifth one, but this seemed like where they just like really started taking like excessive aerial shots of every single city. And like that's how they open every scene. Yeah. But is that is it like that in all the other ones? I know it is in the later ones. In, it starts at about five, I think. Maybe that's, four. That's what I thought. Four, two. I think it's a few different reasons. I think number one, it's just Pico. I think it's budget. The bigger budget, number one. Number two, like drone technology is getting more affordable, right? Yeah. Number three, these movies are now, in terms of storytelling, taking on a more grand scale. And how do you show that? But you like literally tour the world, right? Yeah. I think it's just, I think it is just like a, hey, this is like a, a an establishing shot of London or of Rio or of Havana or of whatever. Isn't there one, I th- I want to say it's like the seventh one, they start to label them. They actually like say with text on the screen where we are. Yeah. Well, that's for sure an eight. Like, do you think, I think it's like, seven too. Yeah. Do you think they're just like, oh, everyone was dumb. We need to like put words on this. No, it's because they go, they go so global. Like there's multiple But they cities. were super global in this one too, weren't they? I think it's a director uh, thing because for seven, James Wan directed it. That's right. It's and a different director. eight, F. Gary Gray directed it. Yeah. So three right. through six are all Justin Lin. Justin Lin was not about that. I could buy Fair. that. Good point. Yeah, that's possible too. All right, Jordan. We teased at the beginning. It is now time My to favorite figure game. out... Which Fast and Furious character are you? Oh, I'm so excited. So this is this is like a, a J13 um, Teen <laughs> Vogue style quiz. Okay. That you just answer the questions. There's some picture components. Okay. We've gotten a couple doubles now. We don't mm-hmm. know every character. We haven't tried to play out every character. Okay. We don't know when it was made, so we don't even know the possibilities of which characters are possible <laughs> in it. But You can ask questions about like what questions mean. We don't have the answers. Like we were saying, we don't know yeah. why some of these things are questions about Fast and Furious. We uh-huh. don't know. Okay. But, you know, again, Give no it a wrong shot. answers. No wrong answers. And Just go with your gut. Well, yeah. I have a question before we start. Okay. Yep. Have you both done it? Yes. yes. Who are you? I am Brian. I'm okay. Mia. And Joe is Mia. And Joe's wife is... Brian. Brian, which is okay. adorable. So they both tolerate me. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've gotten Brian, Mia, Roman, Dom, and Hobbs. We have not gotten a Letty yet. And you okay. said you were a Letty. We don't know that there is a Letty, but we're assuming there is a Letty. <laughs> there might only be five characters who might have gotten them all, but I don't know. We're going to find out. We're I can playing this promise you I know a character trait about your character. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Okay. Um, that we okay. figured out last time. Jordan, first things first. How fast do you like to go? NASCAR, roller coaster, Vespa. Uh, roller coaster. Second thing. Second. How furious are you? Hulk, 
Sam Kinison, the comedian, or Furious Styles? Furious Styles from Boys in the Hood. I don't even know what two of those things are. Sam Kinison's a comedian and Hulk. So like, I mean, are I you... know who I kind of know who Sam Kinison is, but is he angry? Don't know. Apparently, he's 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 a level of furious that we can't decide. Okay, what's the third one? Furious Styles. I don't know what that is. Uh, yep, yeah, it's it's from uh, <laughs> Boys in the Hood. What was the? I forgot what the first and one Hulk. was. Hulk is the first one. I'm gonna say Sam Kinison. Perfect. Yeah, Jordan. I mean, we all have the same imperfect information here okay, that cool. we're that we're working. You don't like of. you don't like know a lot more than I do. No, we, no, no, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, there's not like some background thing that like we know that we were not filling you in on. It's okay. You're going based off the knowledge we have. Okay. <laughs> Who would you risk your life for? Family? <laughs> this is one of my friends. Favorites. Anyone? No one. <laughs> friends? Okay. Choose a one-liner. Why don't you just pack it up before I leave tread marks on your face? I'm a boy who appreciates a good body regardless of the make. When are you going to give Martin Luther King his car back? He's like gravity. Everything just gets pulled to him. There's never nothing. There's always something. Ride or die. Oh, God. Okay, it's between ride or die and there's never nothing. There's always something. Those are two good choices. Again, no wrong answers. What's your gut go with? There's never nothing. There's always something. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes there is nothing. There's definitively nothings. Like, large parts of yeah. the universe are nothing. But, Joe, there's never nothing. There's always something. No, there's Someone always you something. have a crush on, Jordan, is standing over there. What will yep. you do? Nothing. Let them come to me. I'm going over there. Stand here and stare at them. I'm out of here. Stand here and stare at them. That's a very common answer. We pretty much all answered that. Like, everyone. That's... Good. Everyone's the same. Yeah. It's like the internet generation. We fucked this up. Okay. Choose your ride. There's a visual component I just put in the okay. chat. Right. 2010 Alfa Romeo Gioletta. 2009 Gioletta. Dodge Challenger SRT8. Plymouth Roadrunner. Gurkha LAPV. 2010 Koenigsegg CCXR. Dodge. Dodge Challenger. Okay. Also, also a popular choice. Which of these opposites do you tend towards? Positive or negative? Positive. I could have guessed that. That's the only question I'm, I'm ever confident on with these, Joe, about when whether we, we are quiz someone. Or negative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you feel about lying, Jordan? I'm a big liar. I lie sometimes, <laughs> no big deal. If I do lie, I feel bad about it forever. Or call me honest, Abe. Call me honest, Abe. Whoa. I can't, you'll know. I can't lie. I would love to be able to. It's not possible. It's really easy. Just try it. I do it all the time. I have no game face. Like, no game face. Oh, yeah, you gotta work on it. Just practice in the mirror sometimes. It's too hard. It's too hard. My insides feel weird. How do you say goodbye, Jordan, to someone you love? Remember them every day. Turn your back and walk away. Pour your 40 out. You don't. You don't? Jordan, I want you to choose an action hero. The pictures don't necessarily align. I put it in here. (laughs) John Kimball. This is from Kindergarten Cop. John Matrix from Commando. James Carter from Rush Hour. Nikita from La Femme Nikita. John Rambo or Hercules? Nikita. Did you feel like you had to pick that because you're because you're a girl or no? Yeah. Oh damn. I I'm did. sorry. Well, and there was only one. That's what I mean. That's I, what I was. I was I, trying to acknowledge it. Yeah. We talked about the woman thing yeah. earlier. I wanted to know if that's what you picked because there's only one kind girl. Of, yeah, and it's not like I like I didn't have strong feelings about any of these other characters. If I if I had, I might have chosen differently. But I don't have strong feelings about any of these people. So it's the girl. Joey, you know what? I'm planning our own version of this quiz, and I think Wonder Woman has to be a choice. Sure. And I mm-hmm. wonder, yeah, I, I do want to come up with this like for, for the second, for like in the next, like after the Mike Manzi lap. Yeah. Uh, but we also have to figure out how to like weight the answers. You know what I mean? Like we have to come up with answers and like give each a point value. Guess what? 
We got nothing but time. Nothing but time. <laughs> so, All right, Jordan. Wait, can I tell you my problem with Wonder Woman? It's the second time that she's come up. Sure. Two things. I cannot yeah. stand her outfit. I cannot stand that she has wet shoes on. They're very impractical. Apparently. And her tube top is very impractical. But whatever. I can believe that there's some kind of superhero magic that makes that all possible. Okay. I've never seen the beginning of the movie, which I'm told is very Did you sleep awesome. sleep through it? No, I, I <laughs> didn't go to see it in the theaters because it t- just didn't really appeal to me. I still haven't seen it, honestly. Sorry. Whoops. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So then so then I just like caught it on TV one day and missed the first like 45 minutes or something. So by the time I started watching it, she's not on her like magical woman island anymore. She's like in the real world, in our world. Mascara. Yes. And she's the only woman in the movie for the rest of the movie. Jordan, the beginning is so good that I was almost crying in theaters. Like, it's just so unlike what everything else that we've seen but in But the in, like, rest of the movies. movie! What about the rest of the movie? Because there's a whole thing about her in the world of men. Like, that's the whole okay. kind of point I'll, of it. I'll, like, try to hold back. I trust you, so I'll try to hold back my judgment okay. a little bit until I see the beginning one day. Okay. Not that this really means necessarily a lot, but it was the second episode of The Contenders, and I was on, I was the first guest on that podcast, and we talked about this movie, and all three of us loved and cherished and adored it. So Eisen, who is notoriously critical of things that don't necessarily pass gender tests, mm-hmm. really, really likes that movie. Cool. So good. I would uh, advise you to check it out. Like, it's just... I will. I just like, it just, it just makes me so happy that, like, there is a character in the world that, like, little girls can be like, oh, that's me on the screen. Like, I can be a superhero. And also, there's only one. Jordan, what's your favorite article of clothing? My dark jeans, my favorite wife beater, my too tight t-shirt, my old sneakers, my leather jacket. Jeans. Dark jeans. Same. Jordan, it's our anniversary celebration to us. What are we doing? Candlelit dinner for two somewhere dark. Let's just go somewhere dark. Let's drive. Let's just go somewhere dark. We decided last time that we don't know if that implies sex or not. That's just the answer to the question. <laughs> Jordan, last question. If you were to have your photo taken, what would the background be? I put the picture in there. Desert, blue sky, garage, city lights, an explosion. Mm, the explosion. Joe, do you have any guesses who Jordan is? It's a character we've had before. I'm guessing Dom. She is Dom. Ew. I'm so good at this game. I get I get a large majority of these right, don't I? Well, the only one I missed, I think, was fucking Liam and Ellie. There's a couple where you're just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like when you guess, you get it right, but there's a lot that you're just like, I don't know. Okay. So you're like at the SATs. Like, you're not getting points off for getting it wrong. You're just leaving a blank, <laughs> taking a pass. <laughs> Jordan, you were born leader with certain faith and a moral code that puts family and friends above all. You walk around with huge confidence. You can be curt, but you're a lover and a fighter. Life in the fast lane is a philosophy, not an empty saying for you. Plus, Joe... And she her? drives like the wind. Wind blows. Drive <laughs> like the wind blows, Jordan. Which is how each one of these character descriptions ends. <laughs> no matter you what. Drive Wait, they're like all the, the same. <laughs> the end. No, that's the, that's the last line. <laughs> the, the last line is, because we had like noticed it. We were like, and he drives like the wind. But we're like, does anybody not drive like the wind blows? And then like we started to notice that everybody drives like the wind blows. So We have, actually, okay, before we get to the, the last game, we do have a side game here. So, Jordan, we have... This is going to be very difficult for you because it's very difficult for me, too. Okay. Okay. We started playing a game here on the show, jo- uh, Jordan, where I try to get Joe to guess cars by describing them. Okay. And I am someone who knows 
almost nothing about cars. Okay, Joe, do you know about cars? I can usually get there. I can usually get there. Okay. Even with Joey's shitty descriptions of them. (laughs) We're at a point where, like, my first clue is, like, it's red, which I understand is not helpful, but... That's still where my brain goes. <laughs> so we have like lots of arguments after it about like, I'm like, is the car rounded or square? And he's like, eh, in between. It's kind of both. <laughs> Which is true. Are the headlights rounded? He's like, they're like goofy shaped. And you're like, okay. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So one of our fans, Wes Hampton, sent in a picture. I hope that other people enjoy this. Does anybody else enjoy this game? Apparently I they Wes do. Wes does. Uh, yeah, I th- okay. And I think Jenny did when Jenny sent them in. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. So he says this one might be a little trickier because it's not really a flashy import or classic design. Do you want to send it to Jordan and I, like, not look at my computer screen? I'll send it to Jordan. I'll send it to you on Facebook. Okay. Cool. I would love to see it. Maybe she can answer the questions not shittily. You can be, like, my co-counsel. Okay. So, Jordan, there's the two pictures, okay? Wait, why are there two? Well, I'll get there in a second. Okay. Okay. Joe, it's not really a flashy import or classic design. It is from a movie. It was... Featured in a movie that I don't know called Repo Men. Oh, not Repo Man. Not Repo which is Man. Movie. This is an oh, this is a, new, this is a newer movie. <laughs> okay. He didn't realize it was until later that the version they used, which I think is the second one, Jordan, okay. was used as a modified design with a new body kit and additional accessories that made it seem like a much more fun car than it probably is in real life. Okay. The first pick, Jordan, the white one, uh, is a stock photo. The second is from the movie. Okay? Okay. Joe, the country of origin is Germany. Okay. Which should make it maybe easy to start things off, but it is white. Okay. It is kind of a uh, an SUV hybrid. Okay. Is it a Q5? No. Audi Q5? No. No. Uh, Porsche Cayenne. This is not how we play the game. This is like 20 questions and like guessing like, you know, are you an animal? Yes. Are you a dog? Like, that's not how you play this game. Okay. You have to, you have to whittle it down a little bit. Okay. Okay. Keep going. You can ask yes or no questions. The country is Germany, right? It's a mid-sized yeah. luxury crossover SUV. Okay. Four doors. Uh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> it's sporty. And in the movie, it looks especially sporty. In, in the movie, it sort of looks like zombie-ish, would you say, Jordan? Like sort of like post-apocalyptic, like... <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, not the car looks like a zombie, but like it looks like a kind of car that you. These are the descriptions I deal with. This is the bullshit that I get. <laughs> okay, I couldn't do better than him, but I don't agree with the last thing that he said. Is it boxy? No, it's not not boxy. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I wouldn't say boxy is a description of it. Is uh, the the front of it? Is it like very flat? No. No. Do, does it have a large grill? I would say average. I, I don't say. I don't think the grill is particularly it's nor- remarkable. It's normal. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Lots of headlights. What are the headlights shaped like? It's dual headlights. Okay. Up top, with another headlight down below, and a fog, fog light. light down below. Okay. Is it a Mercedes? No. Is it a Porsche? No. Is it an Audi? No. German car that's none of those. It's where my car is where it's where my head went to first when I heard if I if I heard German car, I would have gone here first. Uh, yeah, I probably would do this first or second too. Porsche Audi Mercedes? No? Nope. You guess all those already. Damn, what's the what German car am I missing? Volkswagen? There you go. Okay. Is it a so is it kinda of rounded? Yeah. Okay. Is it a Toreg? It is a twenty ten Volkswagen Toreg featured in the film Repo Men. Been in production since 2002. Yeah, you know what this car is? It's a fucking Porsche Cayenne. It's the same exact <laughs> car. It's the exact same car, which was like my second guess. Yeah, but you get you guessed the second car based on no clues. You just said it was German. You just guessed the Porsche Cayenne, which I think has been a car that we've guessed on this game before. Uh, has it? Let me see the pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Touregs are, are pretty cool. They use a lot of the same parts. 
as a Cayenne, so you can actually replace like a lot of the pieces of a uh, Porsche Cayenne with a Touareg, and the Touareg is much, much cheaper. Um, I think they're pretty cool. I like Porsche Cayennes, and I, if I had an SUV like this, I think a Touareg is actually a pretty good choice. I would probably drive one of these. I like the souped-up one with the rack and the big wheels and stuff on it. I bet this is fun to drive. Do you see what I mean, or am I still off-base? That like I feel like that second car could be the kind of car you use in a zombie apocalypse. It looks like a utility vehicle. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, you know, I think in terms of like the, the roof rack, in terms of like the, it looks, looks like, like something sort of a out of Walking roof Dead. Rack, I can see better it. tires. Yeah, it's there for the. It's there to not to hunt, but like to to survive the hunt, if you will. I can see it, but when you said zombie apocalypse. Also, while you're looking that up, I just want to let you know that we have the the preliminary results of our Twitter poll. Um, Which is me. We have six votes. Yeah. One for one syllable, five for two, two syllables. Two syllables. Oil. Joe, I need you to know. That I was this. It was honestly kind of a twelve angry men situation. That I was the was only silly. person in the room who thought it was two syllables. And now the fact that like Jordan's on my side, it's still like it's honestly such a surprise to me that like it feels too good to be true. Like I feel like I've been fighting this battle alone for so many years. Yeah. And now I have somebody else on my side who agrees with me. And it's, it's Jordan. It's good to have you in my corner. Good, when when you said corner. zombie apocalypse, I was thinking it was like a G fifty three Mercedes, like the very square Mercedes ones, like a Puff Daddy Mercedes. So that's what the zombie apocalypse. Do you have a picture of that or no? Oh, ooh, ooh. You said you said like zo- it looks like a zombie something, and I was like, sure. oh, when I okay. think zombie, I think oh, that. Oh, so. yeah. That's a ugly car. That's why I said is it very square, and you were like, no. Jordan, we have one other game on the show. It's a quick game. It has two different names. This ain't no 10-second race, a.k.a. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. for you. So, Jordan, the goal of this game is that you, me, and Joe are each going to go on Twitter mm-hmm. and find a tweet. It could be any tweet in the world, any tweet that you want. Okay. Ideally, one for Fast and Furious, just because of the nature of the game. But, but we anything are going you to... want to search for. Anything you want to search for. What we do is we respond to it with, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Hashtag too fast too forever. Hashtag 2F2F. Hashtag fast and furious. Link to our show hub page. Basically try to get the word out. There is scoring. Um, so people like, retweet, reply, or email. You get points for that. The scoring after basically a lap and a half. Just so you know, it's very difficult. Most of the scoring came last episode. Joe has nine. I have four. Chris podcast has one. No one else has any points. I don't get it. So I found the best. Yes, yeah, so but any tweet that you think somebody might want to know about our podcast, and we're basically trying to inc- like widen, broaden our fan base with viral promotion of our brand. Ideally, trying to find somebody who like might be interested. So here's what we're gonna do. So for the first one that we found, so Joe Two's tweet. I'm putting the link in here. Okay. It was Fast and Furious 1 through 5 are on Netflix, OMG. So that's just like a random person tweeting about Fast and Furious? Yeah, you pick anything. It could, yeah. Okay. It doesn't have to even say Fast and Furious and you'll see So now, if Joe, you want to see mine. Should I go? No, 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 no. So we need to review last time first. Okay, so go Joe, ahead. So Jordan, another thing that we you should know is that Joe has twice Hidden tweeted at somebody who's gotten banned. From Twitter. And, and yeah. also once tweeted at somebody who went private. Like we've had a public tweet, <laughs> tweeted at them, they went private. Okay. Joe, we have... We've we've broken new ground today. At official Hugh blocked us. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so really we can good. see, like you know, on my own Twitter account, I can see that the tweet is still there. Hugh did not interact with it, but Hugh did block us. Fair. Which you know is aggressive, yeah. but you know not unjustified. Basically, you're like scaring strangers. Is this game pretty much? Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's what it is. Okay. It's like being. It's like you know 
mild harassment. I found a tweet that was a quote tweet of the gif from this movie of Han and Giselle in yeah. Korea or in Japan with the guns. And somebody said, I'm still not over this and it never will be. And the quote tweet said, I will kill for a Han and Giselle spin-off trilogy set between five and six. And I said, boy, do we have a podcast for you? No response. Good. And then Walt, our guest last time, yes. wrote a piece for 538 about the four types of Vin Diesel movies. Okay. Vin Diesel, a year and a half ago, tweeted out a link to that story with no context. We said, Vin, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Surprisingly, surprisingly, Vin did not respond. Damn. Uh, so last round, Joe, zero, zero points. points all around. Okay. I got the perfect um, so one this time. Jordan, while we go through this, Joe, why don't you look I'm for sending my, I already Twitter. got mine. Yeah. I need to give some context to this one. This is this is a conversation that I found the tweet from Gavin Hutsby at Sir Galwain82 replying mm-hmm. to at Twigs. And he said, I cannot <laughs> forgive the world's longest runway ever was that in seven. If you read back into this conversation, this this has to be the fucking money shot right here. It honestly looks pretty good. Yeah. Somebody goes, okay, is there a joyously crappy movie with a better soundtrack than Gone in 60 Seconds? And then somebody's like, oh, I got this on CD. And they put a gif of Nicolas Cage in there. A gif of Nicolas Cage. Gearing up. Yes. It's gearing up montage. Okay, let's ride. Yeah. And then it's it's so shit, it's awesome. I may have to dust off the DVD soon. So shit, it's awesome is a rule I apply to the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. Sorry, not sorry. They talk about the world's longest runway. Yeah, but still, that that has to be good. That they, They're talking about Cage. They're talking about the world's longest runway. They're talking about Fast and the Furious. Gone in six seconds. Boy, do we have a podcast for them. Reply. So we're going to Sir Gawain and Twegs. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Yes. So, Jordan, we've entered into the middle of conversations. We've <laughs> entered into, like, viral tweets. N- we have no idea how this game works. Okay, great. We've, we've replied to old tweets. We've replied to new tweets. No idea how it works. Okay. Nobody, I can't figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Good. Do you have one? I'm still looking. Okay, so I have one. You inspired me in a way, Joe. Here's the tweet that I'm going to do. Go ahead. It is from at Garbage Bagels. Cool this name. is a tweet from two months ago. Okay. Nicholas Cage at the one. Mandy premiere is my new favorite Fast and Furious villain. Side note: Mandy looks fucking awesome, which it is. And there's a picture of Cage on the red carpet for, for How did you Mandy. Get a combo one. That's I a... searched Nicholas Cage Fast and Furious. <laughs> I guess that's how you do it. Okay. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? That was beautiful. Good choice. I'm glad thank I inspired you, you. something. Hopefully we get some points out of this one. There's honestly not that many people to because I was I what I really wanted, which I'm sure that there are, but I think, somebody I think they're just old. If so like I, I would die if Nicolas Cage joined the festival. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's what I want. That's like the that's yep. the golden yep. like if you know, if you're saying that's the money shot, like this is like the the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka, golden ticket, like somebody who wants both, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I I, I agree. Thousand percent. I'm with you. I mean I think I'm just gonna have to pick a pretty random one. There's no Which rules. might turn out to be right. I don't know. You might score a million points. Who the fuck knows? Okay, I'm just going to like close my eyes and scroll for a second. Maybe this way is the best way to do it. <laughs> if Jordan gets points on the next one, that's how I'm picking <laughs> my fucking tweet. I do want to know what Jordan searched to get to this. Like, it's not just like, she's not just scrolling through Twitter. No, no, no I searched something. It wasn't like creative, but well, I start, so I started with Fast and Furious. Yep. I was like, oh, when, once you like were Googling Nick Cage, I was like, mm, all right, I'll be a little more specific. So I Googled, I didn't Google it. I searched Twitter and I searched <laughs> Fast and Furious Paul Walker. Okay. And okay, maybe we get a nice good Paul Walker fan in here. Okay. So we're going to go with at Miko 
Bontia. Well, it's on, okay. it's on my phone. I got it. This tweet says, rewatching Fast and Furious 1 through 6, and then I realized that Paul Walker left a legacy. R.I.P. So, like, he's just yeah. watched all the movies. M- most of the movies. Yeah, fair. Hopefully you he know? doesn't block us. It's got two likes. It's from two days God ago. God damn it, official Hugh. I can't believe, like, I'm, I strike out so hard. Like, it's not even like I'm, like, just having people ignore mine. They, like, block us or, like, get banned or... The one guy freaked out at me with, like, the bucket of cum and rice or whatever like he got really well that was mad. our big scoring one you know it was a win all around in the end but. yeah but it was so sh- like <laughs> yeah like we clearly read it and we just like ignored all the weirdness to it and he was like did you even read how weird this was and we're like yeah so that's sort of how things happened which uh, did you find jordan's tweet did we send it i sent it i did yes it is okay. from at Michael Bo- bontia on twitter Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Well, you know, I didn't say this before we started recording, but I thought that this episode might be our longest episode yet ever, and it certainly it's fitting. is. Wow, I'm it's great fitting. at being on the longest episodes. Greatest Showman. How long was Greatest Showman? The Greatest Showman, I think, was like maybe two... Fi- actually, I'm going to find out. Because you want to remember, we recorded 40 minutes before Ooh, yeah. you got on here, too. Really long. Yeah. This is going to be edited down to probably about... Two. If I had to guess, no. 215, Two, 215-ish, I think. Okay. Greatest Showman is two hours and nine minutes. So that might be our record for longest episode. Actually, I How think... How long is Wild at Heart? Honestly, the Wild at Heart one, I think, was like an hour 40 or an hour 50. And plus, we also talked about Industrial Symphony number one. That's true. Wild at Heart was an hour 46. The first time, Joe, that we talked about this movie was also super long. It's the world's longest runway. Makes sense. First time we talked about this was two hours and 15 minutes. So that's the only one that we broke two hours with. But Next time you do this one with a guest, you have to yeah. like immediately welcome them to the world's longest runway Yeah. Oh. upon entering the podcast. Welcome to the world's longest runway. We are going to show you off now. We are taking off or landing. I don't know. Is this plane exploding? I, think it's I don't know exploding how the, at the end. How does the metaphor end here? You know, not in a good way. R.I.P. Giselle. Yes. Uh, but Jordan, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this wonderful, wonderful movie. Can you talk briefly about wistful thinking and also what am I chewing? Yeah. So uh, I co-host a podcast called Wistful Thinking with uh, my friend Kara Gale Regan, mm-hmm. and we sometimes we have guests on, although we haven't been super good about that lately. It's kind of just Kara and I talking to each other about movies that, for whatever reason, feel nostalgic to us. Which, honestly, and I've said this to you privately, the episodes without guests are better than the episodes with guests. Yeah, I go I go back and forth between how I feel about it, but... And I mean that as a compliment. Hey, thank so. you. And I enjoy talking to Kara a lot, too. Yeah, Kara's great. We... Are just finishing up a political themed month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because this episode comes out Tuesday, so this past week you did Dick, the Richard Nixon alternate we history. We did Dick. So, so this week, uh, if you're listening That's to this, funny because I do Dick all week, every week. <laughs> I kept googling watch Dick when I was trying to watch this movie, and it was I got stressed out every time. Oh, I searched on Amazon just for Dick, thinking this was the first thing come up. Guess what comes up first? Not this movie. <laughs> it is definitely like a crystal dildos, or like glass dildos that you can buy on nice. Amazon, which well is now a thing that I know you can buy on Amazon, so there we go. Uh, so yeah, Dick is out now. We did Election before that, which is another great movie. Pick flick. If you're listening this week, this is a What Am I Chewing week. Explain what What Am I Chewing so is. So What Am I Chewing is... Uh, 
a game that we started playing off air where we eat a snack the other person has to guess what the snack is it's exactly what it sounds like uh but it's a super fun game that we just started recording i think it's funny we've had some complicated snacks we've had some nostalgic snacks so those come out on the questionable breakfast foods some questionable breakfast foods so yeah, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, we have a new What Am I Chewing out this Thursday, and then next Thursday we will have the movie Black Sheep starring David Spade and Chris Farley. Are you not doing a Thanksgiving edition of What Am I Chewing? We are n- well... Yeah, Maybe so it surprised. comes out on Thanksgiving, which we haven't, we actually haven't talked about. We've talked about it, but we haven't like decided where we're going with it yet. So yeah, okay. we are doing, okay, okay. we are doing a Thanksgiving edition of What Am I Chewing? Okay. There's not that many shows in the network that are weekly now, and you, in a weird kind of roundabout way, are we, now a weekly we show. We accidentally became weekly. That was my ultimate goal when I first talked you up from uh, twice a month to every two weeks, and now I knew, I knew one day it would be a weekly show where you just shoot into a microphone and guessed what, what you were hearing. So. Joey, you haven't been on What Am I Chewing, have you? No, I haven't been on Whistle oh. Thinking in a long time. Well, you're both invited to What Am I Chewing. It's actually super fun to have guests on. I'm down. We, um, Whenever you want, let me know. Sweet. Cool. And that's it. If you want to see me do circus things, you can follow me on Instagram at JordoPC. Very cool. Oh, yeah, and you can go to cageclub.me slash Jordan to learn all about her and the bio that she kind of wrote and I finished writing because I was like, Jordan, I'm tired of waiting for your bio. And I was like, and please help. I can't finish it. Joey's a good friend and he did. Uh, I'm your friend, but I'm also the one who was yelling at you to do it. So I felt obligated to be like, hey, here's here's a hen- here's a helping hand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Check out our Patreon now at patreon.com slash too fast too forever. You can get merch. You can support us. You can get exclusive commentaries, all sorts of fun stuff there. Whatever Email us, family at cageclub.me. Basically, just, you know, you are a part of the family by listening to this. Just say hi to us. Even if you don't want us to read what you write on air, we would love to talk to you about whatever. Um, family at cageclub.me. Just say hi. And Jordan, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here to talk about the world's longest runway. You are now free to move about the cabin. <laughs> thank you for having well me it was great yeah i'm glad you were here i had a fun this was a fun one for me so thank you yeah. jordan i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and that was jordan pullen clark of wistful thinking and what am i chewing and we'll see you next time for furious seven right here on too fast yeah. too forever okay we walk off in it be balling in it be okay hopping out of lambos and ferraris in it be popping bottle with a thick red supermodel beat they may talk a lot of that but they can't do a lot of it i rico Turn the lights on. So I grab the Audemars, throw the ice on. I'm a bit dog, got a pissed off. A lot of nigga rapping ain't nothing.